1986, the Hollywood action blockbuster was redefined when Tom Cruise and Tony Scott teamed up for the aerially electrifying film Top Gun. When there wasn't action in the sky, there was testosterone machismo on the ground as a group of young, dumb, and full-of-cum Navy pilots all tried to outmasculinate each other in the action classic. 36 years after launching Tom Cruise's career into the stratosphere, Maverick returns with naming rights in the sequel, Top Gun Maverick, in cinemas May 26, thanks to Paramount Pictures. Drop the canopy, ready the boosters, and strap in as Pete and I talk all things Top Gun and Tom Cruise on this episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. Welcome back to the Monthly Movie Marathon with myself, Nick Labarro from Nick's Flix Fix, <laughs> and my host, co-host, co-friend, co-movie reviewer, co-trivia expert, co-life partner, co-life partner, co-Tom Cruise fan, Rotten Tomatoes certified critic. There you go. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> that's, all, that's all Pete needs. Is the cert- the certification to know that I'm valued and validated in a way that I'll probably never be in any other form of life. That's a, I mean, like I guess I was going to say in our line of work, but I mean, like in our line in our line of hobby, that that's a pretty high rung oh, to be on. It right? was like as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, I'm I'm somebody now. And people can fucking people can rib on like mm, critics don't know everything in Rotten Tomatoes blah, 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 be like but look at the amount of mm. Rotten Tomatoes is actually especially for like general audiences yeah, they will look it's at a Rotten considered Tomatoes a thing score and be like yeah you know if it's like if a movie is certified fresh that actually is now spoken about like before movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like part at, of their marketing, at like isn't screenings, it? screenings, it's like, well, you know, it's really great. This movie's, you know, certified fresh. Interesting, huh? Hey? I'm part of that freshness. You are the fresh. Well, or the rottenness. Sometimes. Depends. If, if something I, need know. be rotten, yep. you don't pull those punches. I do not. If something's I rotten, something I will I will say it stanks. It's stanky. It's a stanky tomati. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tom Artis... Uh, hey. <laughs> That's what, oh, the only what? thing that would have made that better is if we were talking about Tom Hardy. Oh, fuck, it would have been too. Scrapping this whole episode <laughs> just for a Tom Hardy bit because we're going to talk about the other Tom. The other Tom. The Arguably th- the original Tom. The OG Tom. Uh, the highest grossing blockbuster Tom. Oof, he has, he has got some bangers in his filmography. In his filmography. Uh, stuntman extraordinaire, I think you could go as far to say. Loves the good couch jumping. Loves... <laughs> <laughs> loves <laughs> just before we started recording we were talking about scary movie and scary movie and how much we love it and one of those parody movies do the Tom Cruise bit yeah. I can't remember which one I think and it's he, four and he snaps so, over yeah. <laughs> he's like crazy it's like breaks so, it's so manic um, you know Scientologist you know we just we won't talk about he, that I mean some things you just gotta forgive yeah I guess um has a, surpri- has a surprisingly good singing voice. Yes, which is actually something we'll touch upon in one of one of the movies we are going to talk about today. But if you haven't guessed yet, 
We're talking about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Because Mr. Cruise has a movie coming out. Uh, I don't know when, what year you think this is, Pete, but I feel like we're recording in July 2020 right now. When this movie was meant to be released and then some little bitch called Rona decided to be like, you know what? I don't want anybody to have anything... Any fun for the next year and a half, two years. Damn you, Rona. Damn you to heck. We're in 2022 and we finally have a movie coming out called Top Gun Maverick. How exciting. Top Gun Maverick was my wallpaper from December 2019 (laughs) till no joke when I got my most recent iPhone like late last year. Yeah. Same release date on that whole time, <laughs> July 2020. I just always looked at it throughout the pandemic and were like, wow. At some Rona did really take everything away from me. And, I mean, and thankfully, you know, Paramount yes. stuck to their guns. God, yeah. And were like, this is going to be a cinema release. because and by f- the sounds it, of it, yeah. it needed to be because... At the time of recording, it's literally just premiered. They showed a first public screening at, at CinemaCon, CinemaCon about two or three days ago. And the reaction, I was always excited for this movie. Yeah. The trailers got me pumped. The featurettes where they're like, everyone went to flight school, got yeah. me pumped. And I'm just a fan of Top Gun in general. But the reactions for this movie. When I saw, all my yeah, when I saw one of the reactions that was obviously like, you know, talking about the film's great points. But mm. when it was like, this is potentially best picture worthy. That's high praise. Like, that's high praise. That's but you high also, praise. But you also think of it and go, not out of the realms of possibility. No, not at all. Like, you think of, like, there's lots of crowd-pleasing big budget films yes. that make the that make one of those 10, you know, in the lineup. And a lot of the words, keywords thrown around were about how emotional it was. Mm-hmm. Someone said they were... Brought to tears, but then someone else came out and said it needs to be seen on the biggest, loudest screen possible. And I mean, like, I got that from the trailers in that fir- in that like original trailer where the plane, the jet flies over the screen and a Top Gun tune kicks in. I was like, I am so on board for this. Got chills. Oh man, I, whatever the tune is, I love it. Yeah, I don't think that was the tune. In my head, I can hear the tune, and it yeah. didn't. Come out. I'm way. one of those people yeah. who just can't get the music from yeah. my brain to my mouth. Yeah, which is exactly what happened shit. then. So I apologize if people listening going, fake movie critics don't even know the Top Gun thing. Well, I'll be like, well, you know what? We'll be seeing it a lot sooner than all of you. I know. Stress. So we got our we got our invites for the we media screening. We won't say where or when, where or when, because we don't want you to come stab us. But let's fans. just say we're seeing it quite a early, decent amount in advance, quite early. Uh, and nevertheless, incredibly excited. Oh, super excited. So, in in the spirit of Top Gun Maverick coming out, we're obviously today going to talk about Top Gun. That makes sense. Perfect It's almost sense. like what the whole show's about, like, is watching... Why would we not talk about Top Gun? Why would you never want to not talk about Top Gun? That's real English. <laughs> uh, but we thought it would be a fun idea to sort of break down some of Tom Cruise's filmography, but in a way where he doesn't really get seen anymore. Like, a light that's not really shone on him yeah. in the last, like, I would say 10, 15 years, yeah, right? Yeah, because you think about the last 10 years, cruise, it's been action-centric. He's been action man, Tom And there's Cruise. nothing... And look, hey. we love action man. We love action cruise. I have no problems with him. I mean, the Mission Impossible movies are undoubtedly one of well, the greatest... Fallout was my favourite yeah. movie of 2018. Is, it is one of the greatest action series. It's and incredible. it just got... 
better with each film. It's insane. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, fantastic movie. Uh, and then you got Oblivion. Oblivion was... I really enjoyed Oblivion, yep. I know there was Night and Day, which was 2010. Yeah, not, which Night and Day. Some in, people, you know... In there. The Mummy. The Mummy, which... Fame. Okay. Oh, hey. Which I think... Chris, <laughs> which we're not which, talking about Which we're not talking about, which Chris even admits is one of his biggest but failures. Hey. But, hey, we can't all be winners. We can't all be winners. But that's sort of been like the last 10, 15 years for him, bar one movie, which is a movie we are talking about today. Yes. So, we thought we would... Obviously, we're talking about Top Gun. And then Pete and I were like, well, let's let's choose a Tom Cruise movie each that we feel like is completely different from Action Man Cruise. Mm. Uh, that sort of gets... He gets to show off his range a little bit. And then we both looked at each other and we're like, okay, we can't pick Tropic Thunder because that's exactly what we were both going to pick. So in the spirit of that, we're going to briefly talk about his performance as Les Grossman in mm. arguably the best comedy between 2000 and 2010, Tropic Thunder. If you haven't seen Allegedly. Tropic Thunder, please go out and see it's it. It's fucking great. Because I'm telling you, I'll, I'll just quickly say this. I'm not a Ben Stiller fan. Right. I, I, just, I just don't particularly think he's funny. So when I went to see Tropic Thunder, a movie that is headlined by Ben Stiller, written by Ben Stiller, <laughs> and directed by Ben Stiller, yes. you can imagine how unenthused... I was, yeah... I, I can was. imagine. I can't imagine. So the fact that I'm saying, I make it sound like oh, my word is gospel. Um, a Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> certified critic, Peter Gray. But I'm just saying, you know, as someone who doesn't think Ben Stiller is funny, this film is hilarious. It's so good. It's also got a lot to do with the fact that Ben Stiller isn't the funniest person in this movie. No, by by a long shot, but he's not. He, but he he has he rounds it he, all yeah, up and quite well. He directed it and he wrote it, so you know there's, you there's comedy there. Um, but we were like, well, we'll obviously we'll, we're going to both pick Tropic Thunder, so we're going to do an. Let's call it. We'll do an ode to Les, yeah, Les Grossman. Les Grossman. But then we picked a film each. Uh, I picked what I think is one of his most underrated movies, mm-hmm. uh, American Made. Yeah, 2017's American Made. I remember I watched that movie in the cinema. Absolutely loved it. I don't think people talk about it enough. Great Cruise performance, but very exciting movie as well. What was your pick for Tom Cruise-a-thon? So, um, <laughs> trademark. Like I had, I had a few different ideas because I thought, yeah. you know, I there because really he has. There's a lot you could choose. He from. has an extensive filmography, you especially know. anything between eighties, nineties, eighties, nineties. Cruise was such a varied filmography yeah. in a good way too. So, like a part of me thought, I initially was thinking like perhaps. Rock of Ages, just yep. because... Love it. Underrated movie. So underrated. I love Rock and of Ages. And underrated Tom Cruise performance. Yeah, fucking great. Stacey Jacks. But... Brilliant. And then I thought, but, you know, he's not... He's not, like, the main drawer of that movie. No, no. I get that. Then I was tinkering between... There were two films I was tinkering between. One of them was Interview with a Vampire. Yes. Because... Okay. That was a very unexpected role for Tom Cruise at that point in his career. And a lot of people had very negative things to say about the fact that he was chosen to play Lestat. Right, okay. Then the movie came out and everyone was like, oh, we were wrong. He's actually amazing in this film. Okay. But then I thought, do I want to go with that or do I want to go with another film that I think has a lot of controversy around it. Yep. I feel like a lot of people don't like it. It's divisive. It's very yeah. divisive. I know that you hadn't seen it. I had no. I had not. Um and it's a film that I actually yeah, like I, I 
it's one of those. I don't really know why I like it as much as I do, but I just it's just one something that yeah. I. I, don't I know, feel come, like you. We'll talk about to. it, but I feel like you like. I feel like the tone of it. I was like, I can see this being a Peter movie. Yeah. yeah. So the film that I chose was 1999's Eyes Wide Shut. Very, very good choice. Which is Stanley Kubrick's final film ever. Yeah. And the last I've, film that I read today. Yeah. He died six days after giving the final cut of it to Warner Brothers. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the last film that Tom Cruise made with then-wife Nicole Kidman. Yes. Um, and they their marriage dissolved not long after not long after the release of the film. Not, not long after Fuckfest the movie. Basically, Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Well, we got some good picks there. We do. I guess for just bouncing off what you just said, the other film that I was tinkering with mm-hmm. was Magnolia. Ooh. But... I almost the same reason you didn't pick Rock of Ages. It's such an ensemble movie. Yeah, Cruise is oh. arguably the one of the best parts of that movie. Like and he is amazing. Like, what? I'm trying to think. Did he? Did he get nominated for best supporting actor oh, for that? I don't know. I can't remember. I'll, I will look it up because I feel like if he didn't, it was absolutely a performance that should have. Because just that scene with him and Philip Baker Hall, yeah. in the in the hospital, and the only and I always Amazing. whenever I think of Magnolia, I just think of his, you know, that that catchphrase of his, like, uh, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> taming, tame the sea, tame the sea. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Uh, amazing movie, nominated. Yeah, he was nominated he best, was. for Best Actor Just, in a Supporting yeah. Role uh, for that year. Uh, I mean, rough so. But again, it's an ensemble, so it's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, he lost to Michael Caine for Cider House Rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Went up against Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, Jude Law for Talented Mr. Ripley, and Michael Clark Duncan for Green Mile, which I would probably would have given it to Michael Clark Duncan, to be totally honest. Yeah, it's like I feel like Interesting. when you read about old Oscar nominations, there are a lot of you could we yeah. probably a whole fucking podcast on what we think there should we have go. won, especially in recent years as well. Especially in recent but years, we're not talking about that. We're not talking. We about are that. talking about Tom Cruise and four very eclectic yes performances. Eclectic but great performances. Oh, like I'm, I got like I remember around the time of. War of the Worlds, and when he married, yeah, and when great he, movie. yeah, and when he married Katie Holmes, and when he did the cow jumping stuff, obviously everybody kind of turned on him. Yes, and yeah. I remember for so long after when I started professionally writing. So the film was around 2011, 2012. So like Rock of Ages, Oblivion, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like I almost felt like I had to. Yeah, justify being why you liked like a why Tom I liked Cruise Tom movie. Cruise yeah. movie. Yeah, and it was annoying because I'm like, yeah, yeah, he did some, he said and did some stupid, he shit. did some weird shit, and you don't have to agree with Scientology. No, God knows I don't. Oh, no, but right. it doesn't mean it takes away from the fact that he is a genuinely great actor. Genuinely great actor. Like, to me, he hasn't given a bad performance in a film. No, because he always goes. 100% into that. He never slacks off on anything. Anything, Yeah. And he takes, he's obviously so passionate, passionate about filmmaking and being an actor in general. And he obviously now produces a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And he takes a very, very forward role in that sort of thing. Obviously 
the most recent being during pandemic filming uh, Mission Impossible when the, the, the audio, audio came leaked, out yeah. of him yelling at his crew, which we, I feel like 90% of people were like, good. Yeah, like he was like, I don't want people getting sick. Yeah. If you get sick, you're yeah. taking away someone's work. You're like, he, yeah, he's just... He wasn't... It, it Almost like he wasn't even angry at the people, which was, he was upset, but yeah. he was like... You guys don't know, like, I feel like I'm probably just paraphrasing. Yeah. You don't know the fucking work. Like, he's like, I'm on the phone to the to Paramount yeah. every single fucking night telling them what we're doing to try and keep this like, film going. I think that's it. I think some people heard that audio and went, oh, Tom Cruise, the actor, is going off on, you know, the cast this and crew. Like and you're Christian like, Bale yelling at a cinematographer but you're also like, for yeah, walking Tom Cruise is the... Producer of these films, exactly. He's he the ha- boss man. He has like a lot yeah. riding on it, and like the fact that during pandemic, pa- Paramount, who Paramount have had a great twenty twenty two, and they really had, bad, and they had like one big hit in uh, Quiet Place two, yep, and Sonic right before the pandemic hit was, yeah, like and then they were quiet. They but didn't. Then they really were quiet. Have, so I don't think we had a screening in twenty twenty for Paramount. No. I know that has we some BOD we stuff. Have, we were meant to have, have a quiet place, place too. That's right. Yeah. And then, and then unfortunately, they also had Snake Eyes, which didn't do well. And then everything and then kind of, either for Paramount, either got pushed back yep. or got sold to like a service. A, a streaming service. That's right. I remember they sold it for a few and of And yeah. like you go, if a studio like Paramount, who they, they know how much was riding on a Mission Impossible movie. They needed hits, yeah. And you look at that and go, so for him to be talking to them going, Please, please hold on. Yeah, like I, I actually was really pissed off when people started going off on Will. Cruise uh, yeah, because uh, you're sorry. like, why do I call him Will? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! So you, so you like Will? Smith. I'm a slap sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just, I just think there's so like I and now, I've, but I've gotten to that point now where I'm no longer like. Apologizing no. for the fact that I like a Tom Cruise movie. Absolutely no, because I, I, don't I think don't, many people are. You know, because it's like all of that stuff he did yeah. is fifteen years ago. Yeah, you know exactly. And it was he was like in the height of his Scientology, and he, he was, was and he, he was, was mad, on the loopy you know, pills, he was madly in love. Like sure, yeah, whatever. Okay. You know, we all do stupid things for love. He's mature now, especially when you look at him in interviews. Like I love watching interviews with him because yeah. he's incredibly intelligent. And one of the things that I've heard from people that have been like have interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously this is a lot to do with, you know, Scientology and all that sort of mm. stuff. But they say the way that he looks at you, the way right. that he talks to you, they're like, you're the only person in that room. He's to in, him. He fully engages he, he with fully you. engages with you. And I think that comes through in his performances and his movies because I I know I initially said we'll start with Top Gun, but let's start with Les Grossman. Okay. Just because it's a small it's a small chat and And also Boss Man. And also Boss Man. <laughs> But and yelling I, at people. Boss man yelling at people, method acting for Les Grossman. Uh, but post-method but, but, acting. Yeah, post-method um, But more so in the sense of, obviously in Tropic Thunder, uh, for those who've seen it will know, those who don't, the end credits of Tropic Thunder <laughs> is Tom Cruise's Les Grossman. Les Grossman is a Hollywood producer who, if you didn't know it was Tom Cruise in these prosthetics, mm. the fat suit, the makeup, you wouldn't be remiss if yeah. you didn't think it was him. Because leading up to Tropic Thunder, mm. his name was what, nowhere, nowhere, and it was and it was two thousand eight, two thousand eight. It came so out, yeah. it was kind of like not before like internet leaks and stuff, but 
like I don't remember hearing that Tom Cruise was going to be in was Tropic in Thunder. It. So all you had was Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. Right. So then when the film came started, and you were like, okay, Tom, like is that Tom Cruise? And then like Matthew McConaughey, yeah, is pops in up, it. Yeah. And then obviously the end credits, they all get their credits. They get their proper credits, but. And they're that, both in like, the movie. They like, both have chunk. substantial roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole marketing campaign was like, a great, these people great are not in this movie. Great way of doing like, it. Like, it was great. So you wouldn't be remiss to think Tom Cruise not in the movie, but he's a burly, hot-headed, foul-mouthed, kind of fuckwit Hollywood producer who's trying to get this Vietnam War movie that Ben Stiller's character is making, uh, trying to get it made, and dealing with the subsequent events of... Uh, drug runners and terrorists and, and yeah, so, it's great. and like the the general gist of it, if you haven't seen Tropic Thunder, is <laughs> oh, that yes, Ben. So Ben Stiller went full R word in his <laughs> in his last movie, and it, Jack. and it tanked hard. Yes, so he now needs a big hit, and ain't nothing bigger than a Vietnam War Viet- movie. Yeah. So he's starring in it. He has his co star. Uh, one of them played by Jack Black, who basically is modelled off of, like, Eddie Murphy. Yep. Who, you know, playing all of the roles in, like, The Nutty Professor. The like Fatties Fart the, too. the Fatties. And then you have Robert Downey Jr. Who is the Daniel Day-Lewis. Who oh, is my God. The- <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is fucking amazing. Well, he was nominated for Best Supporting and Actor. Rightfully so. Right. So, Robert so. Downey Jr. is, ba- like, is going method acting. He's kind of based on Russell Crowe at some point. As well, yes, yeah. And... Because he's 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 Australian. The fake interview they do on that Access Hollywood thing. Acting's like being a rugby player at carpenter. My hands are the tools that are used to make art. So he does a pretty good Australian accent. Fucking great Australian accent. And he's so method that to play an African American, he has had like a skin pigment transplant where he is. Has dark skin and talks in a very African. It's, this, it's, this, it's like this New Orleans Southern yeah. drawl yeah. sort of like, yeah. And <laughs> like, I have seen a little bit of chatter about people like, oh, you know, why, why aren't we, yeah. why aren't we angry that it's why aren't we angry blackface, blackface? Because right? yeah. I'm like, because the whole point of it is the fact that he's so ridiculous. It's so satirical. It like surpasses it's, it's ta- the it's offensive like, it's like stage. Taking the piss out yeah. of blackface, yeah, saying yeah. how. Stupid it is. For sure. Um, and uh, interesting <sighs> point on that is I remember, again, more controversy, on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, a few years ago, he had Jamie Foxx on. Right. And they were talking about this. And he was like, Jamie Foxx is like, that's what this is though. Mm. It, it's satire. It's supposed to be making fun of the fact that white actors shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. That's what, and that's what the whole move, that's why, that's the whole thing. That's why the other- Ben Stiller um, with going, yeah. for those who don't know, it's retard. Yeah. The, the R word is retard. He goes full retard. Basically, playing, and uh, which, is a, which is a rip on Sean Penn Sean and Penn I'm Sam, Sam because, uh, you know, everyone was like- go Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, sort but, of make fun of But it's the case of, of but Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man didn't go too Ooh, far, which yeah. is why an Oscar came calling. Exactly. Whereas yeah. Sean Penn went too far as I am Sam- didn't, didn't get, get the, the Oscar. Oscar. So, and that's and that's the, the humor of that scene is that the two actors don't care about people who are mentally disabled. No. They're in it for the Oscar. Yeah. They're like, what level of mentally disabled should I be yeah. to win an Oscar? And the whole movie is that. The yeah. whole movie is just Ben Stiller and Justin Thoreau, who also wrote the script, <sighs> making fun of Hollywood yeah. and how stupid actors it's, are. Yeah. It's really basically saying, like, it's you, great. Like, you guys, like, you need to just. 
take a step back just from, think, from thinking you're chill the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, being the the be all and end all of humanity. Humanity. All you're doing is like <laughs> reading lines from a script, right? It's a fucking great movie. It's a gr- I love it it's so, so much. It's so funny. And Les Grossman, Tom Cruise, is kind of like the Harvey Weinstein yeah. sort of guy. Just the producer who gets everything done. Just mean guy. Yeah. Fuck with, like I said. But to the original point that <laughs> yeah, 10 the, minutes ago. Yeah, the end credit scene. The end credit scene is Les Grossman puts on a rap song and starts dancing. Starts yeah. doing like hip hop dancing. Yeah. And I... Watched it with the commentary, and Ben Stiller was like, "This wasn't our idea." Tom Cruise came to us and said, "I've been learning a little bit of hip hop dancing, and I really think it would work in for this character." Yeah. So they just filmed it. That was the makeup test. They yeah. filmed a makeup test of him dancing and stuff, and they're like, "I guess this is the closing credit." But that's to the point. It's like Tom Cruise's thing. He's like, "Well, I I am really engrossed in this character, and yeah. I think this would work for it." And he does, like, in a fully comedic role, and it's only funny because he's taking it so seriously. That's it, yeah. He he has jokes, but they're not set up punchline, set up punchline. No. Yeah. My favourite joke is after he has called this drug den about, gets like, I'm going to get the fucking UN to put a sanction uh, on you. Yeah. And he, like, shouts to this, this guy, he's like, I will massacre you. I will fuck <laughs> you up. And the terrorist like, what the fuck? Yeah. Puts the phone down and then he's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> like you, you are a Hollywood producer. And like everyone starts clapping and cheering like it's some war room. And the, <laughs> it's his delivery of that line is perfect. Yeah. And it's my biggest laugh of the movie. He has, yeah. I, th- I think that's another thing that Tropic Thunder really emphasizes is like Tom, Tom Cruise <laughs> is an amazing comedic actor. He's so good. Like, we'll talk about this in... American made. Yes. Some of his, American some of made. his like delivery, <sighs> some of his like reactions, they're brilliant. Um, amazing. Yeah. He, he is great in the film, but he, and, and especially in Tropic Thunder, he's just so like the humor is how angry he is at everything. Uh, yeah. For no, like for no for reason. For no reason. He just wants to be the hothead producer. Yeah. When, um, the first time we see him is on like the, the Zoom, Zoom call, call thing. Yeah. Before it's time. Uh, the Zoom call thing and, and the director who's played by Stephen Coogan has fucked up the most expensive shot of the movie. And he's like, where's where's the key grip? And the guy's like, here. He's like, I want you to punch that man as hard as you can in the face. <laughs> just like, and the guy walks up and he's, he's like, like, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> punches him in the and face. the punch is brutal. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's a violent movie. It's a very violent movie. But oh. it's just those things where you're like, this is funny because I could see a Hollywood producer being... Yeah. This is like the extreme level, yeah. But it's so satirical. Where you're like, this makes complete yeah. sense, and it's just his complete devotion to the role. Yeah, hair, like he's got the he's got he's the, like balding like the balding hair, hair. He's fat like suit. Fat. He's got like the, the hairy chain. chest, the chain. He's like, <laughs> and you think about it, his last name is Grossman. Like he's a he, gross he's a, man. Yeah. Like, it's a little on the nose, but uh, great movie. Oh. He's great in it. Uh and that's just our little love letter to Tropic Thunder. I will just quickly, Please watch. I will just quickly say one of the funniest lines. It's not a Tom Cruise lines, but it's Robert yeah, Danny yeah. Jr. When he's <laughs> when he's like trying to um when he's trying to bait Ben Stiller to get oh the, the map off the of map him. off of him. And yeah. then he's just like, You got any tips? Any tips? And he grabs <laughs> and he's just go, get the fuck out of here. Oh yeah. he's like, You look you're looking good. Yeah. yeah. Hey. 
Yeah, like Rambo 2 when he got yeah. real jacked yeah, up. Yeah. Not Rambo no. 1 when he's just a normal yeah. everyday man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, any <laughs> tips? Any tips? Oh, fuck. fuck away from me. It's so good. It's it's so it's My. so funny. And it's weird how, like that was 2008. Yeah. It like holds up. It's, I've, like, I've it's watched probably, it. It's probably yeah. even like more relevant now, know. now that we know I watched the ins it, and the outs well, of like when the I had industry. COVID earlier this year, I, and because Rhiannon had it as well, and we just wanted to laugh. Yeah, and I was like, I haven't seen Tropic Thunder in ages. Like, let's just watch that because right from the get go, I know this isn't a Tropic Thunder podcast. But I don't give a shit. The fake ads they play oh. at the beginning, fucking hilarious. Like the booty sweat drink ads, like get it from the concession counter now, yeah. and then it plays all these trailers. And like the trailers, you're like. Is this going to be a real movie? Yeah. <laughs> Until they go, MTV Best Kiss Award oh, winner, Tyler oh, yeah. Tobey Maguire. Because you get like an action movie with Ben Stiller, who's basically taking the piss out of it's like- It's the seventh one in the like, franchise. Uh, it's like a Schwarzenegger Stallone yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And then you get Jack Black doing basically a piss take on Nutty Professors where he's playing seven people. <laughs> yep. And then you get Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire in essentially like a Brokeback Mountain it's, yeah, pretty take much. where yeah, two yeah. altar boys- two pre- uh, Yeah, two, they're like monks or something. Two monks. Yeah. Called Satan's Alley. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, forgive me, Father, for us. <laughs> you know, you know, like, I've been a bad, bad boy, <laughs> But it's like seven-time Academy Award winner, Kirk Lazarus. Kirk Lazarus, MTV Best Kiss winner, Tobey Maguire. And it's actually Tobey Maguire. All right. We and should then- probably actually... I gotta say one more favorite yeah, movie yeah. from Tropic Thunder. Uh, when the when the movie starts, though, it's the movie within the movie. It's the Vietnam War movie, which that is an making. incredibly filmed sequence. Great sequence. Yeah. And then Tom, sorry, not Tom Cruise. Ben Stiller is running out platoon style, and a literal direct rip off from platoon. Oh, where he's the arms and he's and getting yeah, shot yeah. and stuff. And <laughs> Kirk Lazarus, Robert Downey Jr. He's like survive <laughs> and he starts like crying and then he goes down and he's like cover me you limp dick fuck ups like it's all these like lines that you would hear in a Vietnam war movie he's like we did him out we did him out like he's just shouting all this random uh, shit anyway looks like mother of nature right. just pissed on her piss <laughs> Danny McBride Danny McBride oh uh, no <laughs> I can't no I, I gotta do one more I gotta do one more when they're trying to film the crying scene at the beginning, so we get we finally see that it's a it's a movie finally, in, yeah, within yeah. a movie, and he he picks up um, Ben Stiller's hands and oh, he's got the prosthetics like, yeah. on. And he doesn't have any hands, and he's like, "When we finally get home, I'm gonna teach you how to juggle." <laughs> it's like it's just the best line in the fucking movie. Anyway, sorry, Tropic Thunder's great, but yeah. we'll talk about the the rest of the Tom Cruise movies in order that they were released. Yes. So the first one being in 1984, the world had the need. The need, the need for, for speed, speed. Uh, with Top Gun. Sorry, 1986. I fucked that up. 1986. Top Gun. Top Gun. The movie that obviously is the predecessor to what we're incredibly excited for. Mm-hmm. Tony Scott directed film. I mean, and then Tom Cruise worked with Tony Scott a few more times after this as well. So yeah. obviously great relationship they had. Right from the get-go, this feels like a Tony Scott film. Yeah. Smoke, silhouettes, shadows. Like It uh, looks great. This is... It's... It's just you watch this, just going. This is a product of the eighties. It's eighties. It's, it's cheese all over. And I don't want to upset or make mad a lot of the dude bros, but this movie is queer as fuck. <laughs> this is a gay movie. This is super super gay, and I mean that <laughs> lovingly. Yes, yeah, I know, know what you mean. It's but it's like there's been a lot of a lot of conversations yeah. about this film since of how. 
homoerotic it is. Yes. And obviously everyone looks to the volleyball scene. The volleyball scene. There's it's, so it's, much it's, more. It's there so is much so before much the volleyball more. scene. But I definitely, I feel like people now are recognizing it more as more homoerotic because even back then in the 80s, I was like, this is just how like I act with my mates all the time. Like yeah. we're all close. We're all really, we're all testosterone filled dudes. Yeah, straight, really straight, close. Straight guys do a lot of gay shit. Straight guys do a lot of gay shit. Yeah. But then, especially like in the eighties, you'd be like, oh man, but I'm, I'm not gay. It's like this like weird yeah. little homophobic, like, like, yeah, yeah. like, like dust crop over yeah, it. That, like no homo bro. Whereas now it's like Top Gun. I'm like, that's just me and my mates. Like I get yeah. why people think it's homoerotic because yeah. like we're all just loving each oh, other. If Top Gun, I was like, I love how I say if Top Gun was made today as if we're not getting a sequel set now. <laughs> but like, like if Top Gun, like forget yeah. if we're not getting Maverick and like Top Gun was just made today. Yeah, yeah. A few of the guys on the flight pilot team would, would be probably gay. be engaged yeah. or married and they'd yeah. be like, you Absolutely. know, slapping each other's butts in the shower. And it's just what we do. It's just what we do as men. Yeah. Just men being men. Uh, <laughs> Top Gun, 1986. I'm going to go audience score first. Yeah. Yeah. It's beloved. 83%. Yeah. 250,000 ratings. Yeah. It's, I mean, come on. We're getting the sequel. People come love it. On. Come on. Do you know who didn't love it at the time? Critics. Rotten at 57%. Wow. Crime. Travesty. This, it's, I'm going to read the critic consensus for you because I just feel like it's basically saying that like if you are over the age of 16 you shouldn't enjoy this shit movie <laughs> though it features some of the most memorable and electrifying aerial footage shot with an expert eye for action top gun offers too little for non-adolescent viewers to chew on chew on when its characters aren't in the air this movie manages to be an exciting action film a incredible bromantic comedy and a love story. in th- It's three genres in one fucking movie. <laughs> Not many people can pull that off. Tony Scott did. 57% of fucking travesty. I love Top Gun. That's, uh, that is actually, that is it's quite ridiculous. surprising. Yeah. It's quite surprising. Even if it was like high 60s, low 70s, I'd be like, okay, cool. I get that. But the mm. fact that it's rotten does not make sense to me. <laughs> this cast is huge. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it's, but you're looking <laughs> about it like, it's huge because obviously- looking at it now. Mm. But back then, this was like a lot of, like, I looked at it, Tom Cruise, yep. this was his seventh film. Yes. yeah. But he'd only probably been a lead in like three, Maybe two or, three three or four films. Yeah. So it's like, this for is sure. huge. This is big for Tom. Like, and this, this is understandable. Like, obviously, Risky Business is what made people go, oh. It was like, noticed him, yeah. But this was his breakout. But for him to like, lead this kind of film. Yeah, but you sure. look at it, it only cost $15 million to make. So obviously back right. then it was kind of one of those things where we're not, we're not banking massive money. No. And, and you can tell that because it's actually, a lot of this movie takes yeah. place on the ground. Yeah. Considering it's a movie about right. yeah. jet, jet planes and jet fighters. A lot of the movie takes place in the car. But $15 million makes like $350 million. Deservedly so. And then you look at, the sequel's budget, and you go, oh, the budget alone is $150 yeah. Exactly. They're, they're going a lot Which then makes you just go, it. I think we're going to get a lot of stuff. Like, we're going to get a lot of aerial stuff. I think it's a big stuff. action movie. Yeah. Uh, so, we got Tom Cruise. We got Tim Robbins. Yes. Right? Popping up randomly in there. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, from who later would become popular on ER. ER. Uh, obviously, Val Kilmer. 
Val Kilmer, who's just like he's like it's like peak, like slender, sleek Val Kilmer, sleek like in his like prime yeah, Val Kilmer. Like, yeah, Kelly McGillis, of of course, yep. that's the main love interest, and then a sweet little cameo from a young Meg Ryan, a young Meg Ryan. Now, out of the people who I've listed, Pete, who is the actor or actress that you think is at their worst in this film? Before we go and talk about how good Tom Cruise is. Because, yeah, so we should actually we should just say that before we started this podcast, I said there was one particular actor, <laughs> one particular performance in this film that really pissed me off as to how bad it was. And I, it was surprising how bad it was considering the body of work that they would later go on. To star in. Who is this person, Pete? It's Meg Ryan. Yeah, I thought so. She's, re- she's, <laughs> she's bad. really bad she's in this. She's bad at this. She's got like two scenes. She's just... In, and in fairness, she has to do a big spectrum of emotion because we've got... Oh, yeah. She's the wife of Goose. Yeah. And, and, and we've got... Played by Anthony Edwards. Played by Anthony who's Edwards. Who's the best friend of... Maverick. Maverick Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. We see Meg Ryan pre-Goose death... <laughs> And immediately post goose death, uh, and, and she like, is manic. Like in those yeah. Two. So like pre like pre goose death, she's they're at a bar, they're drinking. Her kids are there. It's well, their kids are there, I guess. She's just it's just too it's too hey, much. Goose, you gotta you want me now? You want me? Like she literally says a line where she's like in front of her three children under five are like, yeah. let's fuck, like, and then. Kelly McGillis, who at that point has yes. sort of, you know, had her little, you know, rendezvous with yeah. Tom Cruise. Well, I wouldn't, at well, that point, she's confessed you know, love. They've had, they've had, I've fallen for you. Yeah, they've had, take my breath away. They've had, they've had the sex. They've had the sex. And, um, like Meg Ryan takes her aside and she's like, I hope, you, you know, like, hope you got, what, you got, what you got planned for the rest of your life? Because he's like full on in love with, oh, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but she basically like says like, oh, I hope you don't want to do anything else for the rest of your life because Tom Cruise wants to keep fucking you and marrying you. And I hope you're okay with it because I tell you, if I wasn't married to Goose, I'd be all over him too. Like it's that sort of shit. And you just want to say, girl. It's the 80s. Calm yourself. Just chill the fuck out. You're married to his best friend. And he's started. And he's also your husband's right there. Playing the piano, (laughs) playing a jaunty tune for everybody. She's so, it's too much. It's too much. And it makes me just go, wow, in like four years, three or four years, you become when Harry met Sally. And you like, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And And she's amazing. And then you became like, you became movie star like, Meg Ryan. I mean, you became America's sweetheart. Yeah. Wow. And then obviously we get post post goose, goose death, death where she where doesn't know which way is up and what's yeah. going on. Oh my god. You know, um, he, like yeah. he loves flying with you. Oh. It's too much. It's too much. Um. Yeah. But she's agreed. But she's the only performance that I really take issue with. Everyone else much. is. Everyone else is pretty much. Everyone's good for the movie they're in. Yes. It's it's because this movie is so. Over the top. This like, and not even just because it's like jet planes everywhere. Yeah. Emotionally, comedically, it's like it's machismo extreme. Yes. Like this movie, and it's I, like they made a movie and then injected it with more testosterone, but realized they didn't have the money to take it into the air. Yeah. So everyone's super high fiving each other. Yeah. Like any conversation but turns weird into like an argument because even though everybody's over the top, yeah. Somehow. It everybody's 
grounded enough. But yeah. Meg Ryan is like, oh, I'm yeah. in an I'm in an over the top movie, so I'm so gonna I go over to the top. Over where the top. everyone else is like, we're in an over the top movie, but we're gonna. Pull it back. We like we we believe these people live in this world. Whereas yeah. yes, Meg, Whereas Ryan Meg is Ryan's like, just like I've come from a different page and walks in <laughs> and you're just like, who invited Dennis Quaid's wife? <laughs> I forgot the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, anywho. And can I just? I have yeah. nothing against Meg Ryan. Fucking love Meg she Ryan. She has a great. She has. She's done some great she's stuff. She's just noticeably it's bad just in this movie. This, like, <laughs> and like I was watching it, and like she immediately came on, and I in my mind I was just like, can't wait to talk to Nick about this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the, and I was like, he better agree with. Me. I agree with you. I absolutely yeah. agree with you because, yeah. like you said, everyone else in this movie is really great. Um, and obviously, brief rundown, Top Gun, two pilots, Maverick and Goose, best mates, they're flight partners. Maverick obviously gets his nickname because he's a bit of a fucking maverick in the yep. sky. He's a bit of a renegade, likes to go fast, likes to go quick, likes to go dangerous. I realise fast in, and quick are the same word, just and different. Likes, and he likes to do that in all aspects. In all Because it really aspects. doesn't take long for him to get with Kelly, McGill- Kelly McGillis. No, no, they like, literally, literally... like, I meet, he serenades her, which... Okay, I want to talk about that scene yeah. more in depth. I do yeah. want to talk about that scene more in depth. <laughs> like, Nick literally, I literally put, a finger up. put his finger up and he was like, shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking mouth. Pam. It just doesn't take very long no. for the... And... and for, for take my... like <laughs> Take my breath away, as yes. we all know, won the Academy... I think it won the Academy Awards. Yeah, I will song. look this up while you talk about it, yeah. So everybody knows that song and it's like, it is forever linked with this film because it was yeah, made for this film. Of course. But my fav- one of my favourite things about this is that when it opens, we get highway to the danger zone. Danger zone? Fucking slaps. And also- That song oh, is great. But, but also, we will play it consistently throughout the film. It's like basically it's literally like, just like, oh, we need like a score. Nah, fuck it. Just play Danger Zone. the movie has a, a theme. Yeah. Like there's a Top Gun theme yeah. that plays. But they, but, just then, go, but they just go, nah, just put Danger Zone. Whenever it needs a little bit more machismo, yeah. it goes like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. like it, it really, really knows that it needs to do that. And so it only makes- It won. It won. Take yeah. my breath away. By um, Berlin, song. I think. Um, yeah. That's great. I didn't but, know that. But it means- because for the sequel, yes. we have Lady Gaga singing, yes. um, I think it's called Hold My Heart. Hold My Heart or Hold My Breath or something. Um, I'm going to be Hold My Heart. Yeah. I think it's Hold My Heart. So, I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I don't even think the song's oh, okay. out yet. They just announced that she's done it. So I was like, lot to live up to. Oh, God, yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking, the Academy loves some Gaga. Well, they didn't love her this year. Right, no. Rightfully so. Yes. Sorry. Understood. But obviously a star is born, won all the things for that. Yeah. So I won't be so surprised if, she pulls it off. if yeah. this song, I don't think this song will reach Take My Breath Away Heights. No. Because I don't think any song ever will. No, because again. Take My Breath Away is a is, fucking certified banger. Yeah, it is. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it just, it obviously it's kind of like leaning into the, the original in that sense of like, okay, we, we need the love theme. The love, yeah. You know. Because this is ultimately... As much as it is a machismo jet engine movie, <laughs> which is, again, really great English. It's a machismo jet engine movie. <laughs> I want that to be the pull quote. If yeah. I ever get a pull quote on Top Top Gun yeah. Maverick on the front, this is a, machismo, a machismo jet, jet engine, engine movie. movie. Uh, it's oh, a love story. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that Tom Cruise and a jet on the front would mean it's a machismo jet engine movie. Um <laughs> It's a, Top Gun's a love story. It's, it is. It's, it's ultimately a love story because... But you know, it's a love story between 
Maverick and Kelly uh, McGillis. Kelly McGillis. His name I forgot. <laughs> and I literally had it written um, down. Now I forgot. But, you know, it's a love letter between Maverick and Goose. It's a love letter to the... It's about tension between Iceman and Maverick. It's like a love letter to the... The sky, the sky. <laughs> jets, jet, jet machines in the sky, <laughs> jet engines, and Charlie, Charlie, and Charlie. Charlie. Um, um, yeah. So, so Maverick and Goose are selected to go to Top Gun Training Academy, which yeah. is where all the best pilots in America. It's go like to train. police academy, but for pilots, but for, but, but for jet machine men. Um, <laughs> uh, but they only get in because the best pilot in their crew freaks out in a training exercise and decides that he loves his wife and kid more. So, uh, <laughs> the, goes away. Ugh, the nerve of some Disgusting. guy being like, oh, I love my family more. Yuck, why would you want that? <laughs> Ew, yuck. <laughs> but I'm glad he did love his family more because do you know why? We get to see fucking Maverick and Goose oh. go to Top Gun Academy. And they go to Top Gun Academy and they do all these training exercises throughout the film. They're getting one-upped by Iceman, played by Val Kilmer, who is the best pilot there. But he's the best pilot because he follows the rules. So he doesn't like Maverick. No, because you know right why from he doesn't get-go. like him? Why doesn't he like Maverick? Because he breaks the rules. He breaks all the rules. He breaks rules. all the rules. He's a oh, you think you're not meant to fall in love with your own teacher? Nah, because no. you know what? who's going to do that? Maverick, Maverick fucking will. Your ego is cash and checks. That your body cannot handle. And that's the epitome of Maverick. Pretty much, yeah. The summation of him, some would say. (laughs) (laughs) Some would say Um, it's the summation of Maverick. There's a reason we're laughing at that, but it's been edited out. We've had to edit it out. Uh, Technical difficulties. Anywho, anyhow. So, he's he's an absolute renegade. He doesn't get on with Iceman. He's an absolute Maverick. He's an absolute Maverick. (laughs) I'm trying to refrain from saying it, but that is exactly what he is. He's an absolute fucking Maverick. And he falls in love with Charlie. Well, they go to the, they go to the bar. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's with, which the sole intention. He walks in. He's like, "Man, I'm here to get laid." Yeah, literally says it out. Like it's like, it's very like it's one of those things where if people decided to really dissect this movie, it'd yep. get a lot of shit for the way that men think about women. Yes, it's because it's it's like. But can we all just go? As if people like that didn't act that way in the in the eighties. No, and and that's, and that's what people wanted to see. I'm in pretty their movies, sure right? even nowadays, people walk into places and go, "I just want to fuck something. I just need to fuck." Uh, so that is very anyone, much. If anyone probably could get fucked, it'd be Tom Cruise. It'd be Tom Cruise in a fucking pilot's uniform, it, right? Oof. So hits on Kylie McGillis. And serenades her. And this is what I want to talk about, Pete. This is what I want to bring up. I am so happy he got fucking singing lessons before doing Rock of Ages. Oh, right? he is awful yeah. at singing in this. He yeah. is dreadful. And I, I mean, obviously that's kind of like the, the charm. point. Because but it's like he's... Time, but like, yeah, he's... It was toned it, so it def So it definitely helps that everybody else... Chimes in, in and it becomes this big sing-along. And then he gets to then talk to Kelly McGillis, gets Who, to talk to Charlie. Like, she's obviously charmed by it, but at the same time she's like, well, I'm here on a date, so thanks for that. Thanks for thanks for the then whole... Then goes on a date with a very yeah, old, old, unattractive Yeah, man. it wasn't... Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to shame, like, but it's like, with it seems weird. Get with Tommy, come on. Um, and But obviously she's, you know, as she's sitting at dinner with, you know, her, her date, she, you know, yep. look looks up and... Can't help but smile at just Tom. Who and like I mean, 
Tom Cruise has the Tom Cruise smile too. Like he's he's he's, a, so, he's so handsome in this he's movie. A, he's a charming, handsome young lad. Yeah, and you know what? Now that he's in his mid fifties, he's a charming, handsome older man older too, because he has not aged a day. Um, there's also as we briefly touched on the Meg Ryan scene, they sing another song when Goose is playing the piano. Um, How many songs do they have to actually sing to constitute a musical? Right, there is a lot of singing in this movie. Yeah, there is a um, lot of singing. Great Balls of Fire is the song. Great that Balls, is, yeah. Right, so I it's I said it juggles three genres. It's almost juggling four hey, with being a musical as well. I'm not saying that because certain films are then transformed into musicals, yes. but I think it'd be pretty amazing to see I, a Top Gun musical. I'm not saying it wouldn't be bad. I mean, think of all of the songs you could sing while you're in the sky. <laughs> I'm so high. Or hey, I just berated Tom Cruise for his singing. I, yeah, I can show you the world. Oh my god! Yeah, shining, shimmering, shining, sun. shimmering. Jet like, I'm not even going to attempt to sing because no. I know that it's not good. Um, so it's basically a musical, is what we're getting at. But then also, so quickly falls because he falls in love with her, comes to. Top Gun school the next day and he's like holy shit Charlie's a teacher oh, and no. he's like that's even sexier yeah now he's like well the pursuit's on he he like tries to impress her with he she does this like f- physics equation to be like it's impossible for a, a jet to do this and he's like well it's not impossible for a jet to do this blah 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 she's like, yes it is she's like I did it and uh, you should be impressed by that and it was basically like the opening scene where he's like he's like going down like with another ship and he's like was it cockpit to cockpit? Is that, you know, talking about homoerotic, Tom Cruise goes cockpit to cockpit with another plane. With another plane. Um, and then the endless pursuit of love uh, happens between the two of them. And then Goose and Maverick are just constantly like being the best bromance ever. Like they're really good friends and I love their chemistry on screen. Uh, Tom Cruise and Anthony, and Anthony Edwards. Was, yep. They're great. I love the tension between Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise, which they sort of get to release a little bit. In a certain scene, a very famous yet somewhat infamous scene, yeah, uh, of a game of volleyball, and you sort of think, why what, would a game of volleyball why? be so why be are so famous? Talking about this game of volleyball, and you'd be like, well, watch the movie, and you'll find out because <laughs> it is undoubtedly, oh yeah, one of the gayest scenes put to cinema and i can say that you're you are allowed to say that but it is inc- it is not because not just because you're gay Pete, no. because it's true, true. it's <laughs> just it is just drenched in queerness so it's just they're shirt they're, they're all shirtless, shirtless they're, they're all jacked up they're glistening they literally have baby oil all over them yeah but do you know what fucks me off the most about that scene? what fucks you off the most nick they're sweating their fucking dicks off in the <laughs> hottest part of America. And they're playing volleyball in jeans. Yeah. Hey, why are they wearing jeans? You want to know why? Why? Hide their bonus. Oh, I was going to say it's the 80s. It's the 80s. But maybe. also, <laughs> a, li- a right point because, okay, be come on. If anything's going to hide a boner, it's fucking jeans. It's fucking jeans. You can tuck that shit away. <laughs> 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 we completely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the 80s Like they had boners <laughs> And if anybody knows anything About hiding boners It's two dudes but Do you know what Do you know what nah, Maverick let, wouldn't hide his boner nah, let Maverick, it, Maverick let, would let that shit run yeah, free Let your freak flag fly mate And you know what 
I'd be there fucking front row at Maverick, that volleyball scene. When did your jet grow an extra wing? He's like, that's not a no, wing, boss. That's my, that's my dick. <laughs> be like, get that man in the air right now. Holy shit. Um, I don't that's even know I, where I'm at. That's what notes. I like about you, Maverick. You fly and you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't care which one you do first, just as long as you finish on top either just way. <laughs> your beautiful- bonus cash and checks your body can't handle. <laughs> that beautiful son of a bitch, he takes my breath away. What do you mean, Captain? Have <laughs> <laughs> we just re- I, rewritten I, Top I, Gun? I mean, I feel like we've just done, what is it? Top, <laughs> top, top, fun. top fun. Top fun. There we go. Um, and then the last, the last major scene I want to touch on, like, I know this episode is supposed to be about Tom Cruise, but I'm just fawning over Top Gun, which makes sense because it's about Top Gun too. But Tom Cruise is great in the movie. The saddest scene is when Goose dies. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's a, it's not even just heartbreaking because of how much you love Goose. It is brutal. Yeah. He can't eject his seat. The plane's going down. Tom Cruise manages to eject. And then there's a... Delay in Goose's ejection, yeah. which forces him to go up and just get crushed by the the cockpit, yeah, by the whatever the cover the, is over yeah. the cockpit, and then his body just falls into the ocean dead, and it is brutal. It is yeah. so sad. Uh, and, and then, then it's then, also the fact that okay, his body obviously just like falls into the ocean, yeah, and then it's a case of Tom Cruise has to like swim to him swim and, ho- and and like hold him up so he doesn't like drown. No. As, and then it's also a case of, you know, like, this isn't one of those things where he's like, come on, buddy. Like, you know, it's like, he's he's dead. You're just holding your dead yeah, he, friend. And then yeah. the worst part of it is you just go, great, now I have to deal with Meg Ryan. And I was like, Meg, please just rein it in just and a little. And then you hear a dog going. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's like, that scene is chaotic. Yeah. Fucking chaotic. <laughs> um, that is the saddest scene in the movie. But then. You know, uh, Maverick leaves. He's like, I'm fucking done with this. Yep. I'm done with Top Gun. You've I'm done with killed, Charlie. You've, you've killed my goose. And then the, op- the the opportunity comes up where there's a threat. You don't find out what it is. They're like, there's a threat in the yeah. air. And they're that's like, clear, that's clearly one of the things to think we went, we just we won't explain what. If we just say threat, they'll be like, it's threat. some air threat. It's probably something foreign. They're like, okay, let's go up. Yeah, America. Cool. Uh, and oh, it is very like. Very America. Yeah. And so they go up in the air. And they they destroy the threat, <laughs> defuse the threat, <laughs> and and when they come back on the ground, we get the iconic line: "Iceman." One, so in saying that, they defuse the threat because one of Maverick's Maverick moves saves Iceman's life. And so then when they come to so the ground, Iceman's like, "Hey, maybe not playing by the rules just saved everyone." Learned a lesson, yeah. You know? And Iceman <laughs> goes, "Hey, Maverick, you can be my wingman anytime." Oh. And then we get the iconic line, bullshit, you can be mine. Yeah. And then they hug each other in the most homoerotic tight hug ever. It's like, and then they fuck. And then, but because bow, it's, a real, bow, it's a real aggressive fuck, so then all yeah, of a like, sudden <laughs> Danger Zone comes into it really quick. The song's just gone back and forth. No one knows what's happening. Uh, and that's the end of Top Gun. Top Gun's great. It's, it's just 80s cheese. It is so 80s. 100%. So fucking 80s. The action scenes look great. Like, especially even, like, you can cop out by going, like, for the 80s, it looks great. But 
in general, it's a really cool looking movie yeah. in that regard. And then Tony Scott somehow makes all the romance scenes, like it's all silhouettes and shadows. So it's got this real sensual nature to yeah. it. And then he captures like the locker room vibe really well too. Mm-hmm. Not in a way that you kind of sit there and go, ew, that's really toxic. You more so go, that's kind of homoerotic. Like these guys kind of- like They're all just like- They're just trying to out testosterone each other. They're all just like naked and talking. And I'm like, and yet- if I want to yeah. talk to a naked guy in a, in a locker, <laughs> locker room, room, it's weird. It's weird now. Why is there the gay no. guy staring at us? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because it's you're all good them. look. Maybe because you're all I mean, good looking dudes and you're naked all the time. It's not you, Pete. It's them. It is them. It's not you, Pete. I'll get you one day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is you, Pete. <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> Let's move on then to the second movie on the list. The next release of Tom Cruise's. Your pick, which is 1999's I. Wide shut, which there was a. I remember, like, obviously, this came out in 99. I was 14, 15, mm-hmm. too young to see it in the cinemas because it was slapped with a big old R18 plus yes. rating here. Very restricted. And the pretty much the only promo material that this film had was so Chris Isaac's Baby Did a Bad Bad Thing song. Yep, okay. They, which, which, when that came up in the movie, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, okay. So they used that, they very much used like the, the opening, like that chord progression. Yep. They used that and it was basically Nicole Kidman. Um, it was the Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise scene where they're both naked and she's kind of like looking at herself. So, and that's how it is in the movie. Yeah. That they use that. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. basically used that scene as like the promo material because it was like, Oh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, arguably like the sexiest couple in the world at yep. that point. Yeah. Completely naked in kind of ways that we hadn't really seen them before. Yeah. And it was just Cruise, Kidman, Kubrick. Fuck. That's all it said. Yeah, okay. And then it was just eyes wide shut. And you're like, wow. what is this? Yeah. You know? And you look at it and go, okay, Stanley Kubrick, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Clockwork Orange, The Shining. Like, this is a dude who doesn't fuck around with his no, movies. No, not at all. So, to have, like, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in a Stanley Kubrick movie was like, okay, this there's is... Some big there's some There's some, something about this. And, and like you said, to have them as physically vulnerable as they are and just in that teaser moment alone, yeah. you kind of go, oh, because... I don't think it's even an arguable point. Nicole Kidman is... Much more physically vulnerable in this movie than Tom Cruise. Yep, which and, is one of my gripes about the movie. And like she actually, she actually said that you know she was initially a bit hesitant on the amount of nudity, but she said like I trust Kubrick, and Kubrick gave her. He was like, "We're going to film a scene." He's like, "Before, like he's like, I'll let you watch the footage back, and I'll let you like dictate what you like." And she sort of said what you see in the film, she's like, I approved all of it because it, she's like, because it works for her character. Nothing like we'll talk about it. There is a scene later on in the film that you would arguably say is quite gratuitous in terms of how much nudity and how much sex is in it. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I don't really feel Nicole Kidman's nudity is gratuitous because no, a lot of, of it what seems her, very natural and to what they're doing. Yeah. In the, because of who scene. they are. Well, yeah, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, as we break it down, yeah. but yeah, so much of this film, like this film was announced and it ended up being, I think, 
you know, three or five years in the making. Like it just kept, because Kubrick's such a perfectionist and he basically said, you know, we're going to, like we're filming this in London, but I would suggest you guys like find a house in London because we're going to be here for a while. So That sounds very um, Kubrickian. So yeah. um, And I think it ended up sort of delaying some of Mission Impossible 2's Release right. because it, obviously Tom Cruise had to finish like filming this and they had to fly to Australia for, for a minute, Mission Impossible 2. And then it, that was around the time that Nicole Kidman and his marriage was, was breaking apart. So it's kind of apart. weird to watch yep. this movie because you're like, I feel like this is almost why yeah. marriage is breaking apart. Like their characters' and marriage the characters is breaking is, yeah, apart. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just remember being interested in seeing it. And I wasn't allowed to because obviously it was R18+. plus. I remember my mum saw it in cinemas and then when it came out on um, DVD to rent, she was like, I'll let you watch it because she's like, because again, I, she's like, I really don't think there's... Well, I feel like both of us know. as well, and this isn't like saying that we're like smarter than the average yeah. 16-year-old, but like I feel like we watched a lot of movies that we probably shouldn't have when we were younger because we understood they were movies. Yeah. We were like, I, what I'm watching... Is a story, not yeah. like I'm not and, here and like, like and yes, like titties, violence, and wow. yes, there is like there is an orgy scene in the film, a massive orgy, scene. and it's but quite graphic. It's very graphic, but it's what the movie is revolving around yeah. is this secret sex. And it's club. like, and I know that there were a lot of people that were like, oh, eyes watch shut, the orgy movie. I'm like, if you watch this film thinking it's just going to be orgy, don't watch this film. No, because it's literally a couple minutes in a. Two hour and fourteen minute long. It's probably about a ten minutes ten minute scene of where sex and nudity is, is, is you know, happening. Yeah. And also, Australia got the uncut version of the oh, film. Did we? So I in, was wondering about this. So yeah. in America, that scene they um, pixelated a lot of the like genital. A lot areas. of the gen- because there's a lot of like there's a lot of shots where like I feel like you could be like, is this borderline real? Yeah, because yeah. like there was a lot of Scenes of like obviously male frontal nudity, like actual like insertion, like things like that. Yeah. So there was a lot of digitalization in right. the American release. Yeah. Whereas Australia and Europe, completely uncut because because we find nudity normal. Yeah. Weird. But because we're perverts. Um. But it's it's quite funny to think a movie that is two hours and forty minutes is essentially a relationship drama a, and one man It's like an investigative yeah. relationship drama. And yeah. one man's sort of quest quest after he hears that his wife dreamt of an affair. Yeah. Um well yeah yeah dreamt of an affair but yeah, also but she she talks about she, how she has she, like sexual yeah, longings. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Um but in all fairness as much as that film feels like it could be quite niche. Yeah. $65 million budget, That's which... Pretty big. Pretty big, but I guess you guess a lot of that would be... At that point Cruise, in Kubrick's career as well. Cruise and Kidman. Yeah. The fact that it actually went much longer past its, yeah, you know... For sure. But it made $162 million. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. It, An R-rated two-hour, 40-minute drama with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. $162 million. And that is, just doesn't happen now. And it's still talked about yeah. to today. People still, when you talk about Eyes Wide Shut, they're like, oh yeah, the Nicole yeah. Kidman, Tom Cruise fuck movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, that it's it still has a bit of notoriety to it. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. And you know what? 
critics and audiences are pretty much on par for this okay. one. So out of 159 reviews, 75%. For the critics, yeah. For critics. Over 100,000 people voted for audience score, 74%. Yeah, and that's where about yeah. That's sort of where it is, yeah. sits for me. This is my first time watching it. Yeah. Uh, neglectful, yes. Because uh, I love Kubrick and I should probably have seen it a long time ago. And I've had the Blu-ray. It was like one of the first Blu-rays I really bought when I started like doing my collection up. Yeah, and yeah. I took it out of the plastic today. It still had its 698 JB Hi-Fi wow. sticker on it. Uh, so, took it out today, put it in. And I was very much too under the assumption. I'm like, this is the, the fuck fest movie. Yeah. Uh, and then when it opened with Nicole Kidman derobing, I was like, oh, they get straight into straight this. Into I'm like, it, I'm yeah. looking at a Nicole Kid- naked Nicole Kidman within like a minute of this movie starting. Yeah. And then it goes into the relationship drama sort of thing. And there's a the whole big like 20 minute, 30 minute section at the beginning where they're at the party, the real rich people party. Yeah. Nicole Kidman's dancing with this creepy old man who ba- he was like pretty open about wanting to fuck her cruises off with like two young model girls who are pretty open about wanting to fuck, fuck him. him and they both like no we're married but they both come back to each other at the end of the night and be like well I saw you with that person I saw you with those two girls yeah. why didn't you do anything he's like because I'm married to you blah 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 so like they obviously their marriage is already built on this unsturdy foundation it's almost like they it's not like they don't they don't hate each other yeah it's just but they're I not think, giving each yeah. other what they need and it's like they clearly sort of have a little bit of fun in sort of like basing each other. It's like, yeah, it's almost like one of them's like, waiting like to be like, them, yeah. it's almost like one of them's waiting to be like, well, you know, if you wanted to fuck them, then yeah, I'd let you sort of thing. Yeah. You know? But like, they don't want to, it's like, they don't want to test the waters in case because, it goes wrong. Cause they have a seven year old daughter. And at the same time, we don't, as much as they sort of allude end, to, allude it, to yeah. it, as we see Nicole Kidman's, Reveals, you know, she has yeah. she's had this dream of being having an affair with a sailor, As a naval naval officer, officer. Yeah. and then she, you know, openly talks about the kind of things that she that lets like lets him do to her in the dream, yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. And then it just Cruz just like spirals. Yeah, and he's then, like, wait, I don't like yeah. this at all. So then his whole th- and then and he, he's like a real high profile doctor too. Yeah. So he has a lot of rich friends, yeah, uh, a lot of people in high places. Uh, and then at the party, he sees someone from his med school mm. who dropped out and is now a pianist and plays all over wherever the work takes him. And they catch up for a beer mm. and Cruz kind of talks about his issues at the moment with that. And this has happened just after he almost pays for a prostitute. Yes. Almost pays for a prostitute. Uh, because he's, like you said, he has this downward spiral, this like crisis of of purpose and identity and yeah. and am I a bad husband for not fulfilling my wife needs why are my needs getting fulfilled he, it's just this massive identity crisis because as you see like that scene when they're both naked and they're yeah. like and she's looking at us it's like there's such a disdain there's such there's a detachment a dis- yeah. from them like he's like you know he's really into it he's kissing into her neck, it, kissing yeah, her neck yeah, and yeah. She, all she can do is kind of just, her boobs. and all like she can do is kind of just look at herself and almost like she, it's almost like you can see her going this is work for like, me like I yeah, have to like put, why am I here yeah. you know yeah to Chris Isaac's bad bad thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom Cruise's piano friend gives him or alludes to the fact that there's a sex club yeah and gives him the password for the sex club and Tom Cruise does a bit of investigating to find out more about it uh, which leads to the best 25, 30 minutes of the movie for mm. me. The one shot of the cult ceremony yeah. ritual 
was incredible. I was just, I was sitting here. I was just complete. Like, I think I s- like sat still for that whole one shot. Didn't blink. Yeah. Don't think I breathed. I was like, what is about? Because it was so tense. I was like, what is about what? to yeah. happen? Oh, the stuff when he's at the house. The man- Yeah. Like this fucking mansion. Because like, obviously. Creepy. Yeah. And obviously creepy. like, yeah, as much as everyone's having sex, there is this like. Underlying There's this threat. very Yeah Cause it's just like oh, Any moment now They're all in cloaks They're all in masks So no one's identity Is revealed Yeah uh, And it's obviously One of those clubs It is alluded to the fact That there are There are women Who go to the club Like high profile women yes. Who go to the club Yeah For sex They allude to the fact That men go there To sleep with other men too But primarily What you see Is a whole lot of people In cloaks And then the I'm a, I for lack of a better phrase, sex workers yep. that they use are just women in thong bottoms, like breasts around, out yeah. in a circle, having this ritual done to them that goes for such a long time. And then throughout the ritual, they disperse one by one to to someone yeah. in the audience and then and they obviously yep. go and fuck. So it's this weird, like occult-like mm. ceremony that ends with people fucking. But then one of the models or one of the sex workers kind of gets the vibe that Tom Cruise shouldn't be there. Yeah. Because he looks a bit out of place. He doesn't he, know what yeah, to do. Because he, yeah, because it's like he's looking the way that people would, like being like, I've never seen any of this Super before. Super confronting. Whereas everyone else is there is like, this is just our regular, this yeah. is what we do. Because yes. like we do, we have- We are yeah. the Illuminati of fuck. Like, yeah, we have high profile jobs where we probably can't afford to have a normal relationship. So this yeah. is our way of- Exploring that and being, yeah. and obviously, as you see th- in the quick, not quick shots, but as you see of the shots of everyone just yeah. having sex in an open room, so, yeah, it's, like, it's kind Cruise of like, like walking nothing's around. off limits. Like everyone's no. just, yeah. Everyone's fucking. And, yeah. f- and like, so yeah, like Tom Cruise is like walking around the mansion and he'll go into a room and there's like two people fucking, but like 20 people watching yeah. and stuff like that. And then there's a room where there's like heaps of couples fucking and stuff. My only thing that I noticed <laughs> Uh, that I picked up is that there's a scene <laughs> like having to say it out loud makes me realize like of course you saw this Nick. <laughs> there was two girls 69ing right yeah but they were both wearing their masks still <laughs> which covers their mouths so I was like what's the point like are you just rubbing this plastic mask on the but it didn't it I don't feel like that'd be comfortable I don't have a clitoris I don't know but I just, I saw, of course, I saw the two girls 69. Then I was like, hey, wait a second. That's not like the other ones I've seen <laughs> on the videos. Anyway, uh, so that was my only gripe of that scene. But I think that's the best moment in the film because bringing it to Tom Cruise mm. and as a first time watch, I think he's very stilted in that party scene at the beginning. Mm. Until he's kind of drunk with those two girls, I was like, ooh, this isn't, Best I've seen Tom Cruise. And yeah. I didn't know if it was intentional for his character, but the vibe I got, I was like, ooh, it's like, especially compared to Nicole Kidman, who's got a bit more substance at this point in the movie. Yeah. But he gets better throughout the film. And then with the, when he's drunk with the two girls, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's like a real cool, real suave guy. And then when it turns into that investigative drama, I'm like, oh, he's really good in this. Yeah. He's, he's trying to, like, I love the, in the occult scene, it's kind of like, He's trying so hard to play it cool, but you know, deep down, he's kind of scared. He's yeah. like, what the fuck have I got myself into? Yeah. Like, I think he's, it's one of those things where he, he obviously just feels so comfortable 
yeah. in his relationship with Nicole Kidman, even though he would know that right. I'm not getting what I want, she's yes. not getting what she wants, and I enjoy the thrill of like flirting of flirting with women and knowing that I could. Yeah. But I, he never would. And I think a lot of that was probably like his high profile job thing. It's yeah. like, oh, he's got he's a doctor who does house calls and he's got the hot wife and he's got the very yeah. educated, studious daughter. Yeah. Like he's got it perfect. So he doesn't want to lose that yeah. either. So yeah, like him being at this sex club yeah. party and yeah, like it's almost like, oh, is this... Mm. But then like, is this what... I should be doing. Is this what I should be doing? Yeah. Is this what... My wife wants, wants to, to do. do. Yeah. Is my wife going to be here? Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking yeah. the whole time. I was like, fuck, he's going to run into Nicole Kidman. Yeah. But it turns into something different mm. at this point as well. And I, I liked where it went because I didn't... Ex- it, for me, it was almost like a twist because I was yeah. just expecting it to be the fuck movie yeah. the whole time. But then he gets called out because everyone's like, uh, yeah, you're not supposed to be here. We know. Yeah. And... It, the scene it scared the shit out of me not as a jump scare but I, my stomach dropped when mm. someone comes up to him and goes like are you the man with the taxi waiting for you outside and Tom Cruise is like yes he's like oh he's at the door he just wants to say something to you and then Tom Cruise has walked through a hallway walks back out to the main foyer and everyone is standing there just staring, staring at him, at him. Yeah. with all their creepiest fuck masks and I went holy shit and you know what I immediately thought of the scene in The Empty Man where have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Oh fuck. Okay. I can't really talk about it then. There's a great scene in the empty man that is very resemblant of that scene. And I would highly recommend watching the empty man. Um, it's great. Anyway. So it's just really creepy scene. They're all in cloaks. They're all in masks. They're all staring at him. And the leader of this sex club basically is like, you have to reveal yourself. You don't know the password. You have to reveal yourself. Mm. And he takes off his mask, reveals himself. And then the woman who initially warned him about the club. Yeah. Goes, I vouched well, like I I sacrificed myself for him. Yeah. Uh, and whatnot. Where the movie turns is that he has a sneaking suspicion that a woman that he likes, or sorry, a woman that overdosed, who died a drug, like she died of a drug overdose, yeah, yeah. could be her. Yes. The person that kind of saved him because he thinks his life's. Yeah. in danger yeah. by this like highfalutin people who could like use money to get rid of him ultimately. Basically, I mean, he's at a place that very few people yeah. actually know about. Yes. Really. And he thinks it's, he thinks it might be the same girl who he helped earlier in the movie who had an overdose mm. in a room where his friend was having sex with her and stuff and, yeah. and all this stuff. So it becomes this sort of investigation of like, he needs to figure out whether it's her. He wants to connect the dots but he's also like, am I going to get killed by this mm. cult? What I didn't realize until it was actually said is this movie literally takes place or that those parts within 24 hours. Yeah. I thought he was like building up this anxiety over like a week or something. No, but he's yeah. like, once he leaves that night, he's like, like it's, it's just the whole night. It's yeah. a whole, it's like basically just a night from hell for him, yeah. but the hell is just in his head Yeah, because he's so scared of like what he's stepped into. So I think that downward spiral that happens to Cruz he does that really well. Pretty mm. much pretty much from like the drunk flirting scene to when he finds out about Nicole Kidman's dream about getting fucked by the sale, which we see. We like see his oh, envisionment. See what, his what he imagines what, that would that be. That would look yeah. like. And like he's great from then on in. So yeah. from a Tom Cruise performance 
like point of view. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Starts a bit wobbly and is great by the end. Yeah. But the movie did not go where I expected it to go. Which is yeah, which I mean it's it's I mean it's always a good thing when a movie that you recommend is yes, for taken sure. on, which is kinda why I just let you talk about it. No, no, I appreciate it. I noticed that. I was like uh, and then this happened, and then and then this happened, and Pete, and then then this happened. <laughs> no, because I mean, it's it was it's just. I think it's the film that's a it's a rarity. Yes, in, yeah, I mean it's sure. a rarity in his filmography, but it's just movies like that aren't being made anymore. No, they're not. And no. if something made like this was made, it would probably. Go to a streaming It's on a streaming service, service or, or it's like a but real I mean, limited like, release. But you look, I think it's almost like Robert Eggers been given $70 million to make the Northman. Northman, yeah. It's kind of the same thing as that. Yes. Here's $65 million to make a very long-winded sex drama. Yes. Yeah. Which is... Both with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, weird. That. <laughs> Interesting. Um, one of my absolute favorite things about this movie is mm. the way it ends and Nicole Kidman's final line. Yeah. It's just yeah. the best because the it kind like, of what do we do like, now? Yeah. It kind of like, I don't it, know, because like, obviously Tom Cruise goes on his whole night. A of whole journey. wild You ride. don't know like what it's really done to her. No, no, like, not you at think all. about it. Like he's left. Yeah. And gone away. And she's like, at home, which because you don't really see Nicole Kidman much for like once. Once he goes to the sex cult, it's kind of all like him until he comes until home. Until he comes home, and then he he comes home to Nicole Kidman having a nightmare. Yeah, about being in a place where everyone was around her was having sex, and yeah. she was having sex. Yeah, and when Tom Cruise like walked in, she was kind of like enjoying like what you would assume she is was, enjoying the yeah. dream, but then she recalled it as a nightmare. Yeah. And then they go to bed, and then when Tom Cruise wakes up the next morning, he continues his pursuit yeah. of finding out. So that's like the only thing we see again of her until the end of the movie. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, it's kind of like it's. I think it's like because it's set around Christmas time. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a cubic, a cubic, a cubic Christmas. Christmas. Um. So yeah, it's like them shopping with yeah. their kid. With their kid, it seems all very. Happy and fine, and but they're also kind of like they're both. There's like, a bit of a tension because he's them, obviously yeah. like, oh, I've witnessed some shit. Yes, and she's probably like, yeah, I'm. I know that you did. Like, she's like, she could probably think like, I know that you've probably gone off and, and done cheated. God on knows her, what yeah. because you kind of you don't have the right to, but at the same time, no. I understand if you would because of what he's I've also said a changed man from yeah. like from when the movie starts to where it ends. Yeah, and I think it's that it's almost like that change is what she appreciates. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think it's almost like I wanted you to go out and do and see whatever you needed to do to come home to me, to make me like actually want to be with you again. Like I want to feel that, that sexual nature with you. Yeah. So they're out at the end of the film and, you know, and it's, she just says to him, she's like, well, there's one thing we need to do when we get home. Yeah. And he's like, and what's that? And she says, fuck, fuck. And that's it. And then boom. That's ends. the movie. And I was like, that's such a, it's a great, great way to ending. end it. Because it is, it's like the conversation they could have had right at the beginning of the film. Yeah. But Tom Cruise needed to go on that journey. Yeah. And the journey is quite interesting. I, so like I said, I love the middle part of this movie. Yeah. I definitely think the first act and the third act 
could have had some scenes removed. Yeah. Like I get like it's the very Kubrick deliberate pace. Yeah. But there was some scenes like I, I, I understand the importance of the scene with the prostitute because it's sort of like his first step towards that to do. Yeah. I didn't need the second prostitute scene where you find out. Yeah. I know what you mean. He, he goes to give her a gift to almost like thank her for, like just being there for him when he needed it. Yeah. Uh, and then the housemates like come in, then they have like a weird sexual tension moment. And then yeah. she's like, Oh, she's also HIV positive. So it's kind of like lucky you didn't fuck her. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to know that. I was like, the, the first scene was like a sufficient en- enough, amount, yeah, enough yeah. for me. So, uh, and, and then in saying that, I think it's hard to not compare it to other Kubrick works. Mm. Cause I felt like, especially visually, it felt a bit sloppier than some of his other movies. And yeah. I don't know if that was like production issues or yeah. something. Well, I think, I mean, you'd arguably say that this is Kubrick's most like mainstream, mainstream. movie, yeah. even yeah. though it's not really. No, I know what you but mean. It's, it's like, like saying the Northman yeah, is Robert Eggers' like, most mainstream. You've got your two, like, you've got your two big names. Your Hollywood stars. It's very, like, it, it's a it, straightforward it's narrative. It's straightforward. You know, it's, it's set in like London. It like, it looks... Yeah, it's nice settings and yeah, everything. For sure. It's um, yeah, like I I think it's and as I mean as we said, like Kubrick passed away only like six days after after heading, after heading final in cut, Final yeah. Cut. A lot like I think Nicole Kidman even herself said like because I think towards the end of filming and toward and in post production, like Kubrick was quite ill, quite ill, yeah. and I think she sort of made some comment of like he was. If she was like, it was almost like he was holding on to like. Finish the movie, film, yeah. Um, which is kind of like sweet and really sad. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's been um, sweet for the film, yeah. Um, and f- and from everything I understand, Kubrick had an amazing reputation, which is why he was yeah. able to get crews, get crews, get, get Kidman, Kidman, spend this amount of money, spend this amount of time. Like, um, so many. He wasn't like so many. Um, I think something to do with certain studios didn't want to like spend the money for everything to be in London. Oh, but, like okay, Kubrick, right. yeah. Kubrick had to like, fight. Ha- for- but it, no, but Kubrick had such a good reputation that the, right, that the studio reps right. were like, give you him can, what he wants. You can go to like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which he's, is, he's delivered. He has a long standing relationship yeah. with Warner brothers as well. Yeah. Like and he did all his best movies with almost all I of his all, movies. Yeah. With Warner um, brothers. Yeah. And, but you know, this film initially was, Going to have Harvey Keitel and Jennifer Jason Lee in it. Ooh, um, that'd be they, a very different. They movie, were eventually. It? They yeah. were event. Oh, not they weren't the main two. They were end up being replaced. Um, Sydney. So Sydney Pollock. Sydney Pollock, right? Was played, hard, right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Marie Richardson is the actress that replaced Jennifer Jason Lee. But they purely right. were replaced because, again, it just went on. It went on much longer than anybody thought it would. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I just, I, you know, it's, I, it's one of those things where I don't know if I could necessarily say everybody go see this film. No, because there's a certain, there is a certain niche of viewers that I think would really, really appreciate this film. Right. Like yeah, I wouldn't be able to I say agree. like people that are like, oh, I like Tom Cruise and like Nicole Kidman, like. I imagine people would go see this and be like, oh, I'm so bored. Yes. Because I get it is that. it is slow paced. It is slow. a slow burn. It's movie. very yeah, deliberately yeah. paced that way. But it's unlike you know, it's 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 not a film you can easily compare to 
other films. Other films. No, not at all. Um, not at all. And there, it, it is very unique in its own sense of, yeah. of what it's about, what it, what it explores and how it goes about doing it. And then I think people that want to... I think people that want to sort of have criticism on Tom Cruise does all the same stuff and like, oh, like, no. and like Nicole, like, like I'm so sick of like Nicole Kidman be like, watch Eyes Wide Shut and see. I don't get that criticism know. for Nicole Kidman I don't either. because she is fantastic like, in everything every, yeah, she's in. Like I really don't. I really love Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And, um, and then the same with Tom Cruise. Cause I feel like even though he plays, we, we see him as like the action cool guy now. Yeah. But like he's, he's, He's a cool guy in this as a front, and yeah. we get to see like you what's see that behind. he's actually like he's actually kind of like a big coward. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a coward, and he even though his investigation sort of requires him to do some brave things that he thinks, yeah. Because one of my favorite reveals in the movie is when he talks to Sidney Pollock about this sex group at the end of the film, the massive like fifteen minute scene of conversation between them. Sidney Pollock's like after Tom Cruise has received threats from this group yeah he's like they're just trying to scare you off like they're not gonna do anything yeah like this is a sex cult they just don't want people knowing about it yeah and he's and but at the same time tom cruise like i don't know if i believe you yeah but as the audience i was like yeah that makes sense like yeah. i don't think they're gonna try and kill him no but, but at the same time i'd be like i'd, I'd be a but little he doesn't bit, know that no yeah and that's great yeah i think so. yeah i think we're so used to like tom cruise being in charge yes that it's nice it to was, see him vulnerable yeah and it was probably like looking like this would have been a massive risk for both of them at this point why well, I, I think, think more, more so for him more so for him she because Nicole yeah. Kidman was very much still not up and coming like she was no an established but, she, but she'd already done roles beforehand as well that were more so like, yeah, like the she, esteem roles like she had done stuff, yeah. like to die for yes um malice uh, so and then Cruise has done his blockbuster movies. He's yeah. a bit more of a movie star, yeah. So to say, um, so, but yeah, then obviously post Eyes Wide Shut, Nicole Kidman gang went on the like, Oscar run, like yeah, Milan Rouge, yeah, uh, Cold the, Mountain, the others, Cold Mountain, yeah, the just, hours just you know? went hard in the paint. Um, but yeah, I I I'm really really happy that it was something that you appreciated. Oh, I appreciated the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm glad that I was able good. to get you to open up your Blu-ray copy. I know. Yeah. The plastic's gone in the bin. So now it's, now it's ready to go. Uh, and it's definitely something I'll watch with Rhiannon because of our struggling sex. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, because obviously this week, 365 days, two came out. Oh, yeah. On um, talking on Netflix um, with a, very, very... Have you watched uh, it? I haven't watched okay. it, but I'm just saying it. straight up 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, can't wait. I actually yeah. can't wait to watch it. Because Rhiannon loves those trashy sex movies, so I'm like, hey, can I show you a good sex movie? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to show her that. So, yeah, definitely appreciated. Eyes wide shut. The final film in the Tom Cruise-a-thon... Jumping, what, like 19 years ahead? Yeah, so yeah. 2017. So years. this, what I love about American Made is that this is this movie came out in right smack bang in the middle of the Mission Impossibles and The Edge of Tomorrows mm-hmm. and all his action movies and shit. And this came out the same year as The Mummy. And The Mummy came out first. So when I saw The Mummy and I was like, oh, fuck it. Which I movie. think did play a massive role in this... Doing well? Under... Oh, I think it underperformed. I underperformed in the States. I I'm think. not shocked it underperformed, but that's why we're here because I want... To rectify that, um, yeah, it did fifty-one million in the states. Yeah, um, American made twenty seventeen. Tom Cruise sort of going back to that 
late nineties. Like going back to like being a like being a movie, being an actor, being an actor, being an actor. Yeah, Uh, because he has a southern accent in this. He's still the cool guy. Like he's a very level-headed cool guy. Like you want to be his character in this movie, but he's also a bit of a piece of shit. Yeah, which he's really not in. In that 15-year string of movies, he's not, like, the bad he's guy. He's usually... Yeah, he's... I mean, apart from... Uh, like, apart from Magnolia... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah. But that's a... Co- uh, but, well, yeah, this but, is a comedy to an But he's usually a likeable character. Yes. So, he, but he's likeable in this. He's likeable in this. But you kind of like, oh, you're a bit of a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. a bit of a dirtbag at the yeah. same time. He's, like, the bad guy you love to watch. Yeah. Uh, in American Made. So... Critically, 85%. Yep. And justified. I get. I gave this movie four stars yeah. when I put it up on Letterboxd. Yeah. And then audience score, 78%. Yeah. So people like, they this, like movie. this movie. People like it a lot. But it just, just no one talks about it. Yeah. This movie's fucking great. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's great for two, two main reasons. Tom Cruise in a different role again, which is why we're talking about it. And he's really great in it. Doug Lyman, the director. Yep. Who did... Edge of Tomorrow, who did the Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, has a completely different directorial style yeah. in this film. It reshapes his whole visual aesthetic. It's very, um, like, it does have a like that sort of documentary feel. It has a to real it. documentary. Yeah. It's a real grungy it's movie. It's grungy, yeah. But then at the same time, it's oversaturated colors. It's like, it's almost trying to, like, sell how chaotic this situation yeah. is. It kind of, it reminded me of, I'm um, like Soderbergh. Yes. It's very, so it's, it's, yeah. it's Soderbergh, like literally on cocaine, which yeah. is ironic, which, which is, is like, what yeah. about the movie's about. Yeah. But basic rundown of American made is about, so based on a true story. Yeah. Which is even more insane, even more insane about a pilot called Barry seal, who is Tom Cruise's character, <laughs> who is just a commercial plane flyer for TWA, for TWA. <laughs> and a bit, Hey, a bit like Maverick. He's a bit of a renegade. We see at the beginning, oh, he, he's, know, flying, he, he's flying the plane. He sees all the passengers are asleep. He's a bit bored. So he, just fuck he starts with fucking with a plane, gives a bit of turbulence, wakes everyone up. And he's like, <laughs> sorry about the turbulence, everyone. Uh, so he's, he's a bit of a, you know, he's just having some fun. And he, he's that good of a pilot that he gets approached by someone Domhnall Gleeson. Domhnall Gleeson. Oh, he's so good in this movie. Who has a, has a name in the movie, um, but they... Re- uh, well, his name is Schaefer. Schaefer. Wasn't it Schaefer? Yeah. Which... But that's the that's his fake tone, name. That's it's his fake the fake name, name yeah. because they couldn't give the real name of yeah. the person. Who alludes to the fact that they want to hire Barry to help take some covert photos uh, in Mexico. Uh, basically working for the CIA. So Barry gets the idea that he now works for the CIA. Yeah, yeah I love that. He's like, and he's like, I work for the CIA. Yeah. He's like, and, uh, and Barry, no, you're working for IAC. I, I love that. He's like, AIC, aviation... Yeah, I've got, um, I've got, I've got yeah, no, IAC. In, independent Aviation, aviation consultants. consultant. So you look at it and go, the IAC, IAC, which is the same three letters as CIA. CIA. And my <laughs> one of my favourite things is when, so he's, you know, he's given this approach. He's told you have, like, the plane is yours. The airport is yours. Yes, like, everything yeah. here is yours. Um, and... He goes home to his wife, but he's obviously got to keep it on the down low. Like he's still, I'm he's still, told, yeah, you know, he's, he's told like, not I'm, to do anything. Uh, but he's like, like I'm told, you know, I'm like, I'm going to tell his of, wife he's still working I'm for still, the TWA. But, you know, but I'm just going to go out on my own and sort of have this little yeah. side business and shows the card. of And like one of the funniest things is when she goes IAC and she's like, that sounds fucking made up, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. 
And you just go, yeah, it does, because it's literally just the three letters of CIA. It literally is made up. Uh, and because the wife played by Sarah Wright, oh, who's she's, also great She's in the movie. so fucking she's good in this, movie. in this movie. There's really no bad people, like, no. characters or actors in this no. movie. Um, but then as Barry does more flying and, and whatnot, he gets approached by <laughs> the other side of the war on drugs. And not just the other side... Pablo Escobar, Escobar <laughs> to run his cocaine back into America. Yeah. So not only is Barry Seal flying into Mexico doing covert photos for the CIA of where all these drug crops and, and yeah. warehouses and safe houses and whatever the fuck are, he's then stopping at these dingy little runway where he doesn't have enough room to take off. Doesn't he almost crashes a plane on the first go. Such a great scene. That is such a fun scene. He's then running drugs back, running cocaine back, duct tape to life jackets. Yeah, and that throwing, he throws yeah. out of throws the man plane, and no, and like knows the areas where yes, it's not going to be covered by yeah CIA. CIA. So and it's like so he's so that's like the CIA is paying him money. The, the drug runners, drug runners are, are paying, paying him money, money. and <laughs> it's like it's so ridiculous, it's chaotic. Because then it's like. We know that you're... So then the CIA is like, we know that you're now well, working it, for yeah, Pablo yeah. Escobar. And so they fuck him off. Yeah. And then the White House get involved and they're like, we actually kind of love your work. Because it's like, because the con- like the <laughs> Contras, yes. like they, like we want them to... To win the to war. To win the war. Drugs. So, so the way n- for us to do that is to give, you to them, give guns. them guns. <laughs> so <laughs> then is working oh. for the CIA... Working, working for, for the White House and working, working for, for the drug, drug runners. runners. <laughs> All in one and like and like none of, and like this is the best summary of this is like so when he realizes like that <laughs> like as much as he's sort of protected, he sort of yeah. at some points he feels a bit scared of yeah. what could happen. Hundred percent. So there's yeah. a scene where like the DEA, oh the my FBI. God. The local police, the local police like, and the CIA so yeah, all rock up at his f at his airport. Yeah, yeah. And he goes in. Yeah, yeah, Barry Seal. Yeah, yeah. And he goes into custody. And I didn't say that just yeah. before, before we go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene when they're all there together and they go oh, like and the DEA, F- yeah. CIA, and the F- with local police, and the F- yeah, is like yeah. FBI. And they're like, and they, just, oh, and they go, oh man. fuck. But I love that when that happens. Then when he's being walking into custody, it's the local police who's still like holding him. Like I get this moment. It's a great moment. But yeah, yeah he like gets put into custody. Um, yeah. Then he's like there with like the head. Um, oh, she's like the. The yeah, Jamer Mays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she's not not a judge, but like a district district, district attorney. attorney or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jamer Mays, who probably most people know from like Glee. Yes. And she's done a lot of like she's amazing in this, and she's basically there to give him like the big like, oh, you think you're so good? You're like going I'm, you're going to jail for like, prison for you fucking know, ever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, then you hear oh. Like Senator Clinton is on the phone for you, and she's like, "Hi, Bill." So you go, "Okay, Bill Clinton, future President Bill Clinton." So now it's Tom Cruise is sitting outside, and he's like, "All the all of the police officers are there," and he's just like, "I'll give you each a Cadillac," and they're all like, "What if you, you let think, me go? Like, yeah, if yeah. you let me go?" And they're like, "What you think you can bribe us?" He's like, "I'm not bribing you. I'm just going to give you a Cadillac for your time because I'm, I'm going to walk out of here." And they're all just like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 all right." And then. She walks out and she's like, let him go. 
I'm like, what? And she's so like, funny. she's like, let him go. And then he just stands up. smile on oh, his he, face. Because I mean, at that point, he's like, I'm untouchable. Oh, man. But then it's like, the great thing is when he, when he like so, goes. So, because he's, this White House is still aware he's doing drug runs. Yeah. So he's like, okay, you're going to give the guns to the Contras. Yeah. But when you do your drug runs, we want you to take even more covert photos yeah. like from within the plane. Because he, cause he has, he tells them, he's like, the Contras, he's like, they don't want to fight. fight. No, he's like, yeah. they just want like porn magazines and alcohol. <laughs> That's the first time he <laughs> goes to drop the guns and then they like steal his, his shoes and steal his watch. So he comes prepared yeah. next time. And then, like, and whoa, then, whoa, whoa, and then whoa, when whoa. he comes back, he's obviously wearing sunglasses again. And the guy that stole his sunglasses he's is wearing, wearing sunglasses. sunglasses. And he's like, he's like got the bat and he's like, back, back. And he's like, gives him the porn, yeah, yeah, gives him the, the alcohol. Gun. He's like, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. <laughs> and, Tom Cruise is so fucking great he's so in those funny scenes in this. because he's got that he's like he's got that southern drawl, but it's just so much fun seeing him as the everyman. Yeah, like and he do, he does it well. Yeah, he's the everyman. Well, this is Tom Cruise of fucking hanging from an aeroplane fame, riding helicopters fame, yeah. shoot him up fame, and I'm like fuck, I believe he was the everyman as well. I believe yeah. he was just Barry Seal, the yeah. drug runner, but he he's so cocky when he gets cocky. Oh. He's so great at that as and well. You look at it and go, the amount of money. Right. He earns is like they talk about it. They go, we yeah. were burying bags, bags of money of in the cash. backyard, and then he's like tries to find a new spot and digs up an old bag, and he's like, "Fuck's sake, I've, I've got done to this go. again." It's like the Pablo Escobar putting money in his wall, like building houses to put money in the walls. Like this guy was doing this in America. Like, and there's like a part where like his wife is like looking for her shoes, and she opens up every shoe box, and it's just full of cash, and she's just like, like "I'm just want just, some fucking just want shoes." Some shoes. It's and she's like, she's like, her, how she's like the dog or the son. Dug yeah. up, dug oh, up, dug up the bag, bag again. She's yeah. like, "There's bills blowing everywhere," and he's like, "Yeah, I'll <laughs> clean it in the morning." Like, but it's like he's got so much money that he's like, "I don't care if there's money, money flying everywhere." Like, because they, you know, they he's flying like back and forth to yeah. to Nic- Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. So you look at it and go, you completely understand why this guy gets caught up in it. Yeah, because like. It's just free money. It's just cash, and it's everywhere. also like, and as he thinks, he's like, "I'm doing this for the CIA, the, the White House, House, and the drug." So it's like, so drug I'm yeah. completely covered, yeah. No matter what I do, which comes into it when his wife's fuck up brother, Caleb Landry Jones. Who is he's so amazing? He's in so this good movie. in this, but he's so like, you good. hate him. Oh, he's he's, like, a he's a, absolute. Dead horrible beat, character, dead shit person who is mean to everyone. Yeah. steals money. But oh. the scene that sort of show, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. he he steals money, gets caught. Like he walks into he walks into a, like a local diner. Yes, yeah, has yeah, yeah. a bag full of cash. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. Yeah, in his random cameo, like, I love that. Sort of is looking at him like there's something there's something wrong, wrong. and then he just makes a break for it. Jesse Plemons catches him, and basically because. Um, Caleb Landry Jones' character already has like two strikes against him. He's yes. like, "This is my. I'm going to go to jail." Hmm. And Tom Cruise is like telling this to, you know, Pablo Escobar, and he's yeah. like, "I can't do this right now. I've got a family thing." And he's like, "Oh, your brother? Don't worry, we'll take care of it." And he's like, "No, no, no." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." It's like we'll, we'll take, take care, care of, of it. it. And you sort of think, "What the fuck? Does what he the mean? fuck does that mean?" So then Tom Cruise. Gives him a bag of money and says, Gives, and puts him like, in a car and says, "You just need to fuck off." And basically says, "In this bag, he's like, is enough for you to buy a ticket to Puerto Rico or something, or Costa Rica, Costa Rica, and go and 
you can live your life like with this money. Like you, you are, like, you are need. You just need to go. Like go there. You'll be untouched. Like just yep. be away from us yep. and take all of this money with you. And then, and then, Caleb Jones has a flip out too, and decides to sort of say, "I know what you're doing. You're going to pay me." Every week. Every, I'm yeah. going to give you a bank account and yeah. every week you're going to send you're me money. Yeah. Calls his sister. Fuck you and my sister. sister. Which is like, and that's when Tom Cruise goes, gets, goes off, chases after him. He gets in the car, drives off, and then... The car explodes. Explodes. But not like, not like it was movie like a, explosion. It's a small like bomb a small within the car. In it. And then yeah. bills fly everywhere. You see like blood and brain and then you're debris like, in the car. Oh, and then you go, oh, that's what they meant by right, take we'll care take care of it. Because that's a very... Escobarian thing to and do. that scene, like that's the real moment, and like that, yeah, it that's, kind of yeah. like then brings everything down again because, yeah. like, as much as this well, film's based on a yes. true story, you're riding the high, you're, yeah, of him, like he's like drugs and, and money and everything. That's and Tom Cruise's performance because yeah. he, he, even though he's the everyman, he he's like, like the yeah. he's rel- it's like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he's really relishing in it. Doug Lyman's chaotic direction. Yeah. You're like, I'm riding this. And like, it's, I'm and it's here like what for the we would experience. do. Like, if all of a sudden we had that 100%. much money, of course we'd be 100%. fucking. I'd be like, yep. But Cadillacs like, for everybody, and then, like you said, as soon as the brothers killed, you go, "Oh wait, this is fucking real." And then like, it, re- is- and that's when you sort of the film kind of like shifts in him, oh, being yeah. like, "I everything starts going like, to shit." Like, and then the big reveal, yeah. But what I love is when, like, as I said, when Tom Cruise knows that he's safe, when he goes to court. And he's assuming, he, like, he tells his wife, he's like, I'm probably going to go to jail for two or three years. Yeah. They're going to come into this house and repossess everything. everything. He's yeah. like, put on... As much jewelry as, much, as you Because like, yeah. they can't take it off you. If you're wearing it, yeah. So he's like, wear that. Wear enough. That means for two, like, you'll be, you can you'll survive. You'll set for two or three years. Yep, yep. And he goes to the courthouse and they just say, thousand hours community service. And he's like, and he's like, I'm, I'm walking out of here today. And you, and he, and he says, he's like, can I stay? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. then he knows, like, he, yeah. if I'm out well, there, because we probably should have, at this point, this the is photos when. So the photos, from yeah, the, so White the photos House that he has, has taken, taken of Pablo Escobar. The whole drug operation. Of, you know, and they're amazing photos. Yes. And he was told that. They would not get, le- like, you know, they are airtight. Like, like the this, one, this is for the FBI and the White House and everybody to use as proof. Intel, yeah. But you'll be taken care of. Like, you'll be safe. And the first photo to get leaked is front and centre him and Pablo Escobar. So, obviously, Pablo Escobar sees this and is like... He's fucking he's, leaked He's going to die. Well, and the guy that he's been running, like, that, that Barry Seal's been working with more directly with than Pablo Escobar... Yeah. ...basically tells Pablo, like, I'm going to fix this. Like, this is... We yeah. are going to... Again... We know exactly what fixing this means by this point. Yeah. So yeah. So and then he asked to stay to go to yeah, jail. He's like, "Can I stay?" He he gets out there. So he, every night he's like, he has to check in. He goes to it. Well, he to, goes. Yeah, he said. Well, okay, actually, in saying that yeah. as well, we should probably bring this up. Another element of this movie I love is that after this court thing, yeah, Barry Seal starts filming testimonials. Yeah. He's basically like, "I'm going to give you the whole so, story." So yeah, so he basically he just relays the entire tapes. film and records them a videotape to be like And they're, they're intercut throughout the movie, yeah, which off, I love as which, well. Oh, which is kind of like him sort of setting up the scene of like, yes. "Can you believe how crazy this is?" Yeah. <laughs> and he has to do all of his community service and he does it every night at the every Salvation night at, Army. This, at the Salvation Army. And because of what's happened to his former brother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. Every morning when he starts his car, 
He's got oh that. Mo- he's got that moment of like, yeah. This well, he moves from motel yeah. to motel. So he's like, then- this could be the moment that my car blows up. Oh. So whenever someone's walking past, he's like. I just need to start my car up. Can you just I love back that he, up? It'll be safe so for the children. nonchalant about it yeah. too, where he's just like, hey guys, I'm just going to start my car. He doesn't even try and come up with this. He's like, I'm just going to start my car. Can you just move back? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and, and most people like actually move back because they're probably like, that's a weird thing to that's say. Thing to let's say. not yeah. engage. So let's move. And then every time he goes to start the car, it's just like. And it is, oh, a, it's, it's genuinely tense because yeah. you think this movie's done it once before. It could happen again. Like, why not happen again? Because as much as you think, oh, it's based on a true story. Yeah. We've got Tom Cruise telling us what's do happening. You, you do don't think of what the ending actually is. That's, but that is the biggest reason why you wouldn't think he'd die. Yeah. Because it's Tom Cruise. Yes. I, I One of my notes is like, this movie made me realize that it's not like Ethan Hunt. Like, I was like, this yeah. is Barry Seal. And Tom Cruise is doing a fantastic fucking job as Barry Seal. But I'm like, surely they won't kill Tom Cruise. Well, right? that's it. Because you also think, like, you know, this his character's like, he's survived so, so much. much crazy shit, yeah. And, yeah, and basically it gets to the point where one morning he's in his car and... It pulls up to the Salvation pulls, Army. And, and, they, and, you know, and sort of people come from either side. You, and they're, they're very out of focus, but you yep. see guns. Yep. And then, obviously, we, we spoke about this on, before we recorded, oh, but the, the, the best The best reveal the of him dying is the way that it's shot here. And it's... And it's the We see the people walking to the car, a shotgun's pointed at his head, well, freeze frame. First of all, he, like, tries to sort of... He thinks, do I get out of the car? And then he's yeah. like, I, he's like, I'm not going to. There's no point. I'm going to stay in. The movie freeze frames with a gun pointed directly at his head as we have, like, the narration of his video. Yeah. And it's a great, like, three, four lines of speech where he talks about how being what he did, he would only have this opportunity by being in America yeah. and how fucking great this opportunity was. And he basically goes to this case like, and you can't tell me that America isn't the greatest. And then the movie, then the tape rolls out. It's almost like the, like, yeah. It like burns. It's like a yeah. film reel burning out and it's this high pitched sound. It goes to white, like a blinding white. white. And then, and then when it, it cuts, cuts back, to, it's, it's like the police coming to his car. A crime scene. The, the window broken. There's blood, blood splatter yeah. everywhere. And Bar- Barry Seal's been assassinated. Yeah. And it's, and it's similar to the car bomb scene. It's just that moment when you go, this is fucking real. Yeah. Like this, like this man was executed like, in yeah. public. Cause as much as you, you know, as much as we see films that are based on a true story, you yeah. just, I don't know, you always assume it's just used as a, as, as a, a marketing tool exactly, or it's like the slightest bit of a true story, you know, but this it's is like, Oh, it's a, it's a so true story. And this character did, do you know what? I feel like because he is such an everyman. Like I feel like a lot of the based on true story things we get are like huge, massive events in the world, or like or we get the Wolf like, of Wall Street, where he's a yeah. huge character. Or it's like horror films where yeah, it's like right, yeah, two yeah. people were alone in their house and they got like um, yeah. they got stalked. It's based on a true story because it's like it's one something like that vaguely happened, and then they run with that and make exactly forty thousand horror Whereas movies. This about is it. like. This movie, this this story is so wild. Yeah, where you're like, "What? This can't be true." And then Tom Cruise is so good at just convincing you that this is just an everyday yeah, dude yeah. just having some. Who fun. you think? Oh, he's gonna get out of this? Like, sure, he might be yeah, poor. Sure. He might be poor at the end of it, but you he'll know. get out of it. Not the case. Assassinated in broad daylight. And then the way that it, you know, and then it talks about it does the you know the sort of classic thing where it 
shows all the characters about the what, wrap up what, at the, where what, they are now, where they are now. Yeah, and you know, Domhnall, Gleeson, Schaefer ended up he that moment's great because basically the last interaction interaction between Schaefer and Barry Seal is basically oh, yeah. him going like no Barry you don't work for the CIA yeah, yeah. it's like we've never done anything to like he fucks him over yeah. he basically like leaves him to like high and yeah. dry and then he says like Schaefer and then he goes who's Schaefer and, just walks away. and that's when Tom Cruise is like oh this motherfucker shit I'm fucked now so then the last scene with Schaefer he's like sitting in his office at the FBI and he's like <laughs> We yeah, need right. to evade Iran. Yeah, <laughs> and then it and then it goes. Schaefer was given a promotion. Like it, it, you just kind of go that motherfucker. And then my other favorite one is one of the guys he's working with when with the White House and he's running the yeah guns is like he went to prison because he was obviously arrested for being yeah. associated with Barry. So he was like, and he became a reformed, um, reformed Christian, Christian, and he's a preacher now in yeah. like Minnesota or something. Which I loved as well. And then you've got the wife. I love the wife. How, like, there's one part. Great way to end There's one part in the movie where she's talking about, like, I don't want, like, she's very worried about what's happening. And she's like, I don't want this anymore, Barry. She's like, I will take the kids and I'll start working at Kentucky Fried Chicken again. Like, I don't want this. And And then in that scene where she's getting raided, she starts taking off all the jewelry as well. She starts getting, like, yeah. And she's like, I don't want this. I'd rather be with you. And he's like, please don't. And then. As soon as like as soon as she takes the coat off, the cops are like grabbing it, grabbing and, and he's shit. like, "Please, please give me a moment." And yep. one of the cops says, "We'll give you five minutes, yep. Barry." And he's like, "Please keep your jewelry what you're on wearing because yeah. you you know." And then at the end, she's, she's working, working at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and when she's handing the bag of the bag food over, over, you see this very very expensive, expensive bracelet, thing. and you just go, "Okay," and you sort of like, "Okay, she's gonna be yeah okay." okay. And that was like they freeze such a, frame, such a great they zoom way in on the bracelet, yeah. and then. Directed by Doug Lyman. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Like, it's chaotic energy is so fun. Yeah. It's so vibrant. Like I said, even for a Doug Lyman film, it's filmed different. But even for any other film, like, if you could compare this to something like War Dogs, came out around the similar time, similar sort of thing, that still feels like a Todd Phillips movie. It still has that Todd Phillips sheen. Yeah, yeah. This movie just felt so different. Different from anything, yeah. It feels different from anything Tom Cruise would do because, like I said, he's always the good guy. Yeah. He's always playing the good guy. And as we said, he's not necessarily a bad guy in this movie. But But, he does bad things. And he was also making it amongst all of his massive blockbuster movies. And and it's a shame that this got so overshadowed by how bad the mummy was. And it's definitely like, you can also chalk this up to an excuse because obviously Tom Cruise is a pilot. Mm. You can chalk it up to the fact that he gets to fly planes and like get paid to do it. Like in some ways I was almost like, is this where Maverick ended up? (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah. This is, this is the real Top Gun Maverick. Um, And yeah, sure. You can, sure. It could be like a massive tax write off for him to be like, I'm going to get some flying lessons, but let's make a movie about it. But it's still a great fucking movie. It's such a great movie. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, and I think, I think it's severely uh, underrated is probably the wrong word because obviously critically like people love it. It's underseen. That's it. People just don't talk about it. It was, it's a movie that critics really got behind. Like he, I am pretty sure Cruz ended up with a golden globe nomination for best actor in a comedy. Like, you know, it, it got noticed. It got some acclaim. It made like, it still made like $130 million worldwide. Like, so inter- it like internationally, it, it still got, did it well. It got a cinema release here. I remember seeing it at um, the cinemas. And like, I I said this before, like it was one of those films that Universal showed it to me early. I got to interview Doug Lyman about it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like he's he was really great to talk to. And it's just like, this film had, like it had a lot behind it. 
And I, I honestly think the mummy is what fucked it. What fucked it because there was so much hype behind that. And that movie, we all know how that movie turned out. Yeah. And I think then it was almost like, it's probably weird to say, but it's like, it's almost like Tom Cruise was oversaturated at that point because yeah. the mummy was so everywhere. Yeah. And then this- Well, because ca- they were supposed to be starting the monster The dark universe. dark universe. That's right. And then this came out and I think people were just almost like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a bit over Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise at the moment, yeah. Which sucks because fuck me, it's a- but it is like oh, I we just It's a great fucking movie. And it's, you know, actually fun fact, fun point here as well. Yeah. This was this was his first like American R-rated movie since Tropic Thunder. As wow. well, which you don't even really go to watch Tropic Thunder for that. No. Cuz he's yeah, in he, it as I'm well. So everything since then was PG, he's such a blockbuster PG-13 man. Yeah. That kind of like an R rated movie. movie. Is like, you know, it's, there's a lot of language, there's a lot of sex. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about you know, drugs it's, and stuff. It's, it's a, not it's not like It's a, not like you know, over the top, like Wolf. No, of, it's not like Wolf. Oh, of and Wall obviously, Street. the reason it's an MA here is because the C word is an automatic MA. Pretty much, yeah. Usually, usually. Um, here. But I like. I think if if we're not sorry, if we're not counting Tropic Thunder, Collateral would have been the last R-rated uh, movie yeah. he did. So thirteen years. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, talking about movies where he plays a bad guy. Yeah, love. Um, love Collateral. Um, what was I going to say? I think if you're, it's good, like, it's good adult entertainment. And yeah, I mean that not sure. like adult, like, ooh, like sex. No, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's a good movie for, like, adults, for, like, intelligent people. Like, if you want to watch yeah. something that's entertaining, that informs it's, it's you. It's informative, it's engaging. Like, it's well made. It's well made. It's, like, it's funny at times. It's yeah. sad at others. It's, like, it's, it's a like it's such a great film. It like as yeah, it's, it's a un- quick it's, hour fifty yeah, too. It's under it's underseen, very underseen. If you have an issue with Tom Cruise, then you're probably not going to want to entertain any of it. But like, don't let that be a reason you no. don't see this film. No, because his before like his it's a fantastic performance, great performance. You know, and if you and, and if everyone's you, great in the movie. Yeah, Domino Lee's. Donald, Donald Gleeson, Gleeson is yeah. having so much fucking fun yeah. as Shaper. Like, and it's rare to... I mean, I suppose, like, Peter Rabbit, he's, you know, that... Have, like, slapstick, goofy but guy. But it's he's rare like, to see in, like, you know, adult-aimed films, yes. it's rare to see him sort of be let loose the way that yeah, he is he, here. Yeah, he's a very sort of energetic, sort of, like, the scenes where he's, like, dancing around and yeah. shit. And, but, he's, but he's also, like, he's an asshole. Yeah. He's an absolute fuckwit asshole. Yeah. And he's great at it. Yeah. This is the guy who I cried for in About Time. And in this movie, oh, yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, I hate you, but I love you for yeah. it." And yeah, and like, and Sarah there was, Wright's and there was great. a lot of discourse around Sarah Wright's age compared to Tom Cruise's age. Oh. But I went, they oh, look, really? But I was like, they look oh. like, I mean, because she's only like, I think there is like, was she a, in like late twenties? I think there is like a twenty year age difference. Oh. But they're both. When, of, that's the thing. Yeah. When, but when you look yes. at them, that's. I don't immediately go. She's so much younger. No, like it doesn't not at all. Sit, because when you look at it and go, props Tom, to Tom Cruise. But you're like Tom Cruise is a handsome pilot. Yeah, as if you're fucking. Like as if wouldn't. he's not. But it's like. But it's and like no. those kind of those kind of comments. Like they do shit me. They shit me because it's that's like a clutching at straws, and it's because it's got nothing to do with, with the movie, the movie no. or their characters. It'd be you so know? different if he was like a handsome pilot grooming. Just turned eighteen year old girls, like that's a or different fucking but story. Yeah, because that's not what's happening in yeah. American Made, which is a great fucking movie. Great fucking and watch movie. it. I'm 
I was real passionate about Tropic Thunder. I was real passionate about Top Gun, and I was passionate about. But I'm fucking passionate about American Made because of how underseen it is. If you watch one movie out of everything we watch, I uh, was spoken about today. Watch fucking American Made, and because. Nick's that passionate about all four, <laughs> which also means, you know what else we're passionate about? What? Tom fucking Tom Cruise. fucking Cruise. I love him. I, and I always have. And yeah, if I've, I ever got to interview him, I'd die. Yeah. Him and Nick Cage, I'd fucking die. Yeah. God, that'd be... Oh. Can you imagine Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage in a movie together? I mean, Jesus. let's not put it out of the fucking realm of possibility. Because, I mean, they've kind of their facial features aren't super... Like, they've both got imagine the Tom very... Cruise popping up in Face Off too. Mm, just saying, I feel he's like making that SpaceX I, I, movie I feel at like, the moment. Could we I feel like the like they've both got the very pronounced nose? <sighs> yeah, they both can do crazy. God, that's my dream, isn't it? Yeah, they both can really do crazy, and but like can, can you, and then you know, crazy. But do you know what? All you need for that poster, Cage Cruise. Oh my fucking god! We got to start writing this now. Yeah. Yeah, shit, we're about to get real famous. <laughs> we're about to get rich. We're about to get fucking rich. Uh, we're about to get Tom Cruise rich, bitch. To- <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm dreaming just, about I'm it now. Just, yeah, I'm just yeah. blown Nick's silence, silence is bad for podcasts, so I got to stop thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick literally just looked at the ceiling and was I like, was like how, do we, how do we make how this happen? How do we do this? Uh, so that was our cruise-a-thon. I'm pumped for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, super I love pumped. Tom Cruise. What a fun time. Um, so, obviously, we're both very excited for Top Gun Maverick. A little bit. Yeah. You know, a little bit. Uh, and I guess we'll wrap things up there. But before we do wrap up, we should probably talk about what our next episode is going to be. Probably. Of the monthly movie marathon. And we're going from blockbuster to blockbuster with this next episode because the assumedly final film in this trilogy Oh, which is a sequel trilogy to another trilogy. <laughs> what? Wow. Jurassic World Dominion is yep. coming out in cinemas in June. Tis indeed. And you know what, Pete? Why don't we go back and watch every Jurassic Park Why don't we? theatrical release? We'll so watch we'll be Jurassic Park. Yes. The Lost World Jurassic Park. Yes. Jurassic Park 3. Hey, why not? Then, you know what? Because it's Jurassic World Dominion. What? We might as well go with... Jurassic World. Can we? And unfortunately. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Well. We say unfortunately because we both have not the greatest memories of that, of that movie. I've only watched it that In one time. Cinema? Once. Yep. yep. Same. Oh, cool. So, so be interesting to revisit. And you know what? It could be one of those films on rewatch. I might go, not that bad. No, hey. Maybe. It, like, well, maybe our maybe expectations like 20, will be 20, curved a little. What? 2015 was Jurassic World, so 2017, I think, was... Maybe 2017, Pete, maybe he was... Hey, maybe I was a bit more of a dick. Hey, but at the same time, could rewatch it and go, whoa, it's Uh, That was awful. Um, So, excited to talk about those. Uh, And, I mean, I'm not overly excited for Dominion, I'm going to be 100% honest. Yeah, like like, the trailer was fine. I haven't watched it, okay. to be totally fair with you. The trailer was fine. It got me excited for certain things because, I mean, I will say they're very much banking on nostalgia here. Yeah, okay. Because we have... I know Sam Neill's Because we have Sam Neill, we have Laura, Laura Dern, and we have Jeff Goldblum. Because yep. Jeff Goldblum, as much as they said that he was he in was the back. sequel, he wasn't on the sequel. He was like just in that court He had literally scene, right? had like three seconds. Yeah. He was not in the sequel. He was but there to say life finds a way. Life, and then it was uh, like, <gasps> finds well. a way. So... so it's it's very much looking like okay, we need to get people yeah, back in. We need to win everyone back. So 
We're going to watch the five Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movies before we talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion, uh, And that'll be on the next episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. But until then, Peter Gray, thank you for being here. You're so welcome, Nicola Barrow. Hey. It's so weird to say his last name. I have a weird last name. Maybe we'll delve into it one day. Maybe. It's probably just because I'm so used to screaming Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless. Um, you, if you ever, if you ever, if you want to ever want to feel alive, just have just feel Nick's flicks, Neil's fix, fix on the flicks of oh, Nick's. He knows how to, he knows how to flick. He knows the how to fix. And his name is Nick's. Um, makes me feel good in my dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we did. There was there was a random story before we wrap up. Uh, I used to play everyone's favorite game in the world, cricket. Uh, everyone loves cricket to pieces, from, from what I hear. Uh, Not everyone. And obviously, we <laughs> literally like. Everyone. I'll put my hand up and say, "Don't care for cricket." Oh, what? I don't, don't like cricket. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, and obviously, when you're standing out in the field, all you do is talk shit all day with your mates. And obviously, we we came up with an idea that maybe I should review dick pics and call them. Nick flicks dicks picks. And then that then stemmed on when I was on the Action Action podcast, friend of the show, Action Action, shout out. Um, they were like, what if you reviewed movie dicks and called it Nick's Dicks Flicks? So we um, might have a podcast I, coming up, Pete. I mean, if anybody's going to be co-hosting that, it's the dude it that- might lo- be the it, guy who's- <laughs> Dude that loves a bit of dick. Because I have a lot of theory. I have a lot to say Ooh. on- Right. on movie cinema peen. I know. We, well, we have discussed this before. So. And I mean, there's Maybe a movie. Need to do a there's a movie out right out in the cinemas right now that yeah. omits a lot of dicks. Yes. There's a Maybe scene. We should talk there's about a that. scene that should have swinging dicks, and it just doesn't. Maybe. Maybe we should do an episode about cinema dicks. Hey, I'm for it. Nick's dicks flicks. Uh, until then. Until oh, next dick on, flicks. On that note. On that on that throbbing note. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, follow the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts. All the thank things. you all for your support. Yes, this year. actually, yeah, thank you guys. We're getting a shitload of listens uh, like this year, it's guys. Really, it's really great that you guys still want to listen to... The insanity. The insanity that is these podcasts. These fucking podcasts. But, um, and thank you all for your feedback. Obviously, we talk to, we have spoken to people outside of this. Yeah. We get nice messages. The thank feedback you seems for, to be that they, you guys like what we're doing. Yeah. So we may as well just Which keep, is really nice because I'm like, it. we're also like, we don't really want to change. No, no. <laughs> like if someone's no. like, can you stop doing that? We'd be like, um, we don't take, we don't like criticism. No, we like <laughs> feedback (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes thank you all and until next time Peter Gray Rotten rotten Certified Smarto Man (laughs) Peter Gray Jet Machine Man (laughs) Peter Gray Jet Machine Boy yep Uh, loves loves the dick Nick rated PDG on rated Twitter, PDG on Instagram the, on the Twitter and the Instagramage and Nick Flix Fix on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter and I posted three times on Twitter today I'm a fucking champion. And I'm pretty sure I liked every single one. I know, I know. You we know. actually, like, we are actually each other's biggest fans, really. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes, if there's ever, like, the end of year rap, it's like, who liked the most posts? Like, Boom. it'll be it's vice it'll, versa yeah, for both It'll of be us. like, Nick and Pete, you guys love each other. We'll be like, oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Instagram. Tell us something we don't know. Yeah, fuck off, Twitter. 
until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.